Gotta get theme music. And we are live for episode 132 of the Wise Guys Podcast. I am your host, as always, Brandon Capazella. And here with me today, special guest Q from the Next Man Up podcast. Go check that out. The links are in the description. Go follow him on Twitter. Go subscribe to their channel over on YouTube. And subscribe to us while you are here. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that little notification bell to be notified. Share the content. Like the videos. And uh, comment along with us and tell you what you tell us what you think about the topics we're going to discuss today. And the topics we are going to discuss today are: Is this Dak Prescott's final year as a Dallas Cowboy? Is this the San Francisco 49ers year where they finally break through and win the championship? Has Bill Belichick been exposed over these past couple of years without Tom Brady? I'm going to give you my top five teams in the NFL right now before week six, I believe it is. And then, yep. And then week six, pick them. We're going to get into that. And then maybe towards the end, we're going to get into the ESPN uh, 11 through 50 uh, NBA players coming to this season. That'll be fun to react to. But before we get to all of that, Q, how are you doing this fine Thursday morning, October 12th, 2023? Man, I'm invigorated. I'm up. I'm excited. Good topics on the list. Crazy topics. A couple very like controversial things. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, and we, listen, let's 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 not beat around the bush. Let's get right into it and dive into it, right? Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys suffered a horrific loss um this past Sunday night on Sunday night football in prime time to the San Francisco 49ers. They're Arch rival, I guess you want to say, 42 to 10 was the final score of the game. Just absolutely dog walked. The 49ers did, the Cowboys. And there's been a lot of discussion coming up to uh, today. So it's only fair that we discuss. And I'm going to throw it to you, Q, first. Is this Dak Prescott's final year as a Dallas Cowboy? It could be. And it's something to do with his play or like his level of, you know, his status, you know, his rank as a quarterback, but a lot to do with the contract. He's due for an extension. Since they franchise tagged him already, he can't get franchised again. So that means this year you either extend them and try to lessen that cap hit or next year you take that $60 million cap hit not to say you won't win the Super Bowl again, and you got to restart again with a quarterback, especially right now when this is a good quarterback class coming in. But you also don't want to let Dak Prescott walk out of here in two years as a he'd be what 31, 32 year old fringe top 10 quarterback just you know hitting the market. It's like the same thing with Kirk Cousins, it's gonna happen to him this year. Just a prime quarterback, like you know, these quarterbacks played to like 40, 41, 42, so. You still got 10 more years left of, you know, top 10-ish quarterback play. And he's walking – he could walk to any team that's, like, basically a quarterback away. We've seen, like, what if you would – Baker Mayfield's bowling on the, on the Buccaneers right now. You swap Baker Mayfield out for Dak Prescott, it probably looks a lot better. You just – you're allowing him to basically walk to any team, get a good number, and that team probably is, like, ready to go, try to go win something, probably in your own conference. But the whole reset, get a – a quarterback on a rookie deal, 
build a team around him. It's too enticing right now. Like it's it's up in the air. Like, but you don't know if that rookie quarterback is gonna be that good. You might have to take your lumps, and you'll still get the same ridicule that you've been getting for the past twenty five years. So, do you want to stay like not relevant? Because they're more than relevant. They're a second round team at least. Or that's better than being the Steelers or the Vikings that are you know eight and eight. A and nine, whatever it is now to be mid, like not bad enough to get a good draft pick, but not good enough to make no real noise. They're a step ahead of that. Do you want to stay there? Or do you really want to have a chance to like compete? And they're just like it, they're stuck in a, you know between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, listen, I I completely I don't think it's going to be Dak's last year. I think Dak is going to stick around as a Dallas Cowboy, uh, and I think the the main reason for that is like who you get and that's better. That'd be, right that'd be my argument. Exactly. Like, that, that, who else is there? Like, you want Kirk Cousins? I mean, they're basically similar. Court. You're basically just kind of you're, – you're not going trading like Dax down here and Kirk's up here and you're trading that. No, you're kind of just, just – yeah, Their career – I think the, their career stats are, like, identical. Almost like, identical. Yeah. yeah, they're very similar quarterbacks. Like, I would take Dax slightly over Kirk, but that's – we're splitting hairs there, to be honest with you. So, you got that, right? You also got this kid looming that they traded, I think it was a fourth round or fifth round pick for. Yeah, that's right. Former third overall pick, Mr. Trey Lance. Um, there's people pounding the desk for Trey Lance to take over. I think that is going to end abysmal if you start Trey Lance. I think, listen, there's, yes, is there a reason why Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan put these two football genius minds together and were like, we like this kid, Trey Lance. Only seeing a year of real real tape in college, but we like this kid, Trey Lance. And they took him third overall. They traded the house for him. Then they saw after, I think it was two years with him, two and a half years, they saw stuff. And nobody's going to know Trey Lance better than those two guys, the, Shan- the Shanahans, because they see him every single day. So they obviously saw things, and they were like, you're not the guy that we thought you were going to be. Also, obviously, there was this elephant in the room, Mr. Brock Purdy, who's balling out of his mind and playing, uh, you know, high-level football. So they were like, this is an easy switch off right here. It's not going to end well if the Dallas Cowboys go with Trey Lance. I'll just say that flat out. It's not going to end well. That's not going to be the move to make. That They have an out, a potential out at the end of this year in Dak's contract. They'll eat $61 million, basically $62 million in dead cap, right? But they'll save – They'll save a good amount of money because they won't have uh, three more years, I guess, on the contract. But like you said, I think an extension is coming. I think they'll probably negotiate, push the money down the line, and uh, that'll work out. But I do want to say this. Dak is a quarterback that can be a part of a Super Bowl run. Like, let, Let's not kid ourselves. Like, Yes, do you need a team around him to help elevate him as well? 100%. He is not a Burrow. He's not a Brady. He's not a Mahomes. He's not one of those guys, right? Rodgers. He's a, he's a Tony Romo. He's a – Matt Ryan was better than him, but, you know, a little bit lower than Matt Ryan. He's better than Joe Flacco, kind of. Joe Flacco showed up in the playoffs so a lot more, especially that, that one run. But he's, like, in that conversation. So you need, obviously, a great defense around him and good offensive players around him. But and, – and one more point, and then I'll throw it off to you and you can respond to anything that you want to respond to here. I, I just, Whoever said Dak was great, like, you kind of alluded to it, but before the show, when we were talking to you, whoever said Dak Prescott was great, like whoever put Dak in that top five category, 
Because you got people talking like Dak Prescott's got to do the, you know, right? He's getting the money. He's getting paid that. Listen, his, his him and his agent, uh, like Skip Bayless said, we were talking a little bit that before. So Skip Bayless said, him, Dak and his agent took Jerry to the cleaners and the bank in that contract negotiations. All right. And, and he's getting paid like that and he's got to perform. We also got to realize this guy broke his freaking leg in half and had a terrible injury. Then last year uh, broke uh, one of his uh, fingers on his, on his throwing hand and came back. He's had some downplay, but I'm going to get to the real reason behind all this. But Q, what, what, what do you got? Any, anything you'd like to respond to uh, uh, that I said right there? Exactly. Who said he's great? <laughs> like nobody said that. Outside of the top, I'm going to say top eight quarterbacks in the league, those are the those are the quarterbacks that can like, you know, rise above certain situations. Mm-hmm. Everybody after that, you need the you need the, the perfect situation around them so that way they could just they're just plug and play, like the 49ers. The 49ers are a plug and play team. Yeah, like I'm not a Brock. People think like I'm a Brock Purdy. I'm not a Brock Purdy hater. It's just whatever deficiencies we we saw from Jimmy G, we understood that. But the stats didn't say that, especially last year. Mm-hmm. 10 games from Jimmy G and the 10 games from Brock Purdy, almost identical stats. Mm-hmm. Because it's not hard to put – you could put probably any top quarterback in the top 20 and they probably perform the same because it's, it's hard to fail in that system, on that team, on that roster. Yeah, That's just what you have to do. Kirk Cousins can come in there and do the same thing. He's done it before with the same system, same coach. Dak Prescott, you put him on the 49ers – those mistakes probably are less, and, and Dak Prescott's not even a big mistake guy. He's a no. top ten, like lowest interception rate of all time. Like mm-hmm. he's up there. Like he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. It just gets highlighted because he's on the Cowboys. Yes, and then you know playoff moments, but those playoff moments came from the 49ers. Most yep. most quarterbacks, you need the system around them. Matt Ryan wasn't no world beater. Mm-hmm. Like he had the perfect system, perfect coach. Again, same coach. Yeah, and got there. I just think like when you ball out, like Dak Prescott. For the three years, three four years before he got that that uh the deal, he went he went thirteen and three rookie year, went head to head with Aaron Rodgers, basically damn near won the game if it wasn't for a, a, a hail mary by Jordy, I think on the sideline to set up a field goal for the win. Oh no, uh, Jer- Jared Cook Jr. See, look, that was a fucking insane throw too. Yep, I, and I watched that was like one of the like probably best playoff games I've seen from him, and that was his rookie year. Yep, next year it wasn't so good, but. The weapons was bad. It was Dez on his last leg. You got Jason yeah. Witten on his last legs. Yeah. Bad year. The very next year, they started all bad. Then they got Amari Cooper. They won 10 games straight. Won a mm-hmm. playoff game. And then the, the next year after that, he went – what he did? 4,900 yards. He was second in the league in yards that year. Yep. 30 touchdowns, 11 picks. You got to pay him. That was a phenomenal year. You got to pay him. You got to pay him. The situation was great, but he balled out. Yeah, that's just that's just what happens. You get paid that money. Mm-hmm. Like, so here's here, here's the 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 real crux of the situation, right? Because everybody's talking Dak, 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 Dak. Dak's got to go. Dak's this, Dak that, right? But I think the real the real issue, the guy that's lurking behind the curtain that nobody's really pointing at, and saying he's been the reason this this Cowboys team has been relevant for the past. However many years, since 1988, I believe when he took over, 1989, okay? This guy's been hiding around the curtain. It's Mr. Jerry Jones, all right? For all the greatness Jerry Jones brings to this this Dallas Cowboys team, right? 
relevancy, willing to pay the money, right? I remember this quote vividly. Jerry Jones said, I'd write a blank check to win another Super Bowl. Now, either Jerry, either you're lying or your football IQ is not what you think it is. Because the real reason the Dallas Cowboys haven't taken that next step, the real true reason is the head coaches. Since Jimmy Johnson, right? And Jimmy Johnson, this has been out there and and you can look it up and stuff. Jimmy and Jerry started going head to head. Jimmy, Jerry wanted to start getting more credit. He didn't like the credit Jimmy was getting and all that. He wanted more credit. Got Jerry, uh, Jimmy out of there, brought in Barry Switzer, won a Super Bowl, and then guess what? That was the last one they've won. They've won. They haven't seen once in the last 27 years. They brought in Bill Parcells in the mid-2000s. Bill Parcells, great head coach, Hall of Fame head coach. He got sick and tired of it and said, Jerry, I can't take it anymore. I can't take you anymore. Then who comes in? Mr. 8-8 eight and eight himself, Mr. Jason Garrett. The puppet, him, the puppet himself, and that's no disrespect, but he was that. He was a guy that Jerry could basically be like, yeah, you're going to stay in line, and I basically run the team. Finally, things came to fruition, and he had to go. There was no more hiding behind it. Jason Garrett was a solid head coach, but he obviously was somebody that was not going to get them over the hump. Then Jerry makes a decision and brings in Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, the guy who has a great record. If you look at his career record, it is phenomenal. I think he's got less than 100 losses in his entire – it's great. You want to know why it's great? He's had Brett Favre and Aaron (laughs) freaking Rodgers, okay? He takes a year off of football after he was fired from the Green Bay Packers, and what was the big quote from Aaron Rodgers around that time? The offense was archaic. It's stale. It's not moving with the times. Mike McCarthy comes back, takes a year off, and says, I've learned from my ways. I've reworked, you know, things that I, I need to rework. I'm ready to do this. I guess Jerry buys in or Jerry is just like, I'm not going after the two guys that I'm about to name in a second uh, who are the real people he should have went after that would have made a real difference. And he went with Mike McCarthy, and Mike McCarthy has failed. Mike McCarthy didn't do that well last year um, in terms of just any clock management, being a head coach, a motivate. He's a terrible motivator. He's a terrible motivator. He doesn't motivate us anything. He gets rid of Kellen Moore, and I understand why he gets rid of Kellen Moore. He got rid of Kellen Moore because he didn't want to be fired for somebody else's work. If he was going to go down, he was going to call the offensive plays. That was the reason Kellen Moore had to go, and you're seeing that come to fruition now. Mike McCarthy's calling the offensive plays, and I just heard Mr. Dan Orlovsky, who's a bright mind in the football world, say the offense is still archaic. It's, it's the same thing he's been running for the past 10-plus years. It's the, it's the same stuff. And, and obviously that's not that movie. You're looking at, you can go look at the numbers. Dak Prescott with Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott now, they can't, they've scored nine touchdowns in five games. You think that go look number at the, one scoring offense? Like, yep. Go look, go look at what the Chargers are doing right now with Kellen Moore. Justin Herbert is playing, and I predicted this Justin Herbert's going to have his career year under Kellen Moore because they're going to light it up, light it up. Um, and, and here, here, here's the, the main crux of the point. The two guys that Jerry should have went to go get that would have made this difference. One guy is coaching the NFL currently in a terrible situation. The other guy is down in college. Oh, yeah. I know you too. Yeah. Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh. Okay? 
Sean Payton wanted to come to Dallas. The rumors were out there. Jimmy, I mean, sorry, Jerry didn't want to give up a first round pick for Sean Payton. That was the the real the real reason he didn't want to do it. They they you you know who they drafted this year in the first Mozzie Smith. He's done f all this entire. He's done nothing. He's done no, so basically you would have there would have been no difference. You would have just had Sean Payton, and then Jim Harbaugh, a guy who I believe was unceremoniously kicked out of the league by the Niners because. The front office and him started button heads, and obviously things were going a little downhill, but you saw what he was able to do with the 49ers, who were a poor franchise in the 2000s, were able to revive Alex Smith's career and make people look at Alex Smith like he wasn't a bust anymore and bring Colin Kaepernick to this fruition. These are the two guys Jerry should have went after. Now, there's a chance. at the. I'm going to say this, and then I'll throw it to you, Q, because I've obviously said a lot of long-winded. This is going to be Mike McCarthy's final year in Dallas. He's gone at season's end. I don't see them getting rid of Dak. I see them getting rid of Mike McCarthy, which they should have got rid of him last year, but they're just going to get rid of him this year. You get rid of Mike McCarthy, you pick up the phone, and you call two people. You call the Denver Broncos and say, are you willing to make a trade for Sean Payton? And if that's if you don't want to do that or they're not willing to do it, you call up Jim Harbaugh and you say, we got a deal. I don't know why the hell that's popping up. We, we got a we got a deal for you. We want Jim Harbaugh. We want you come coach the Dallas Cowboys. What do you say about that, Q? Jim Harbaugh, if any sport, like any any, if it's any NFL team, any college team, if you need a coach to coach the team, no matter what, like any team you want, Jim Harbaugh is the guy. He can coach anybody. Like Alex Smith, cabinet. Kaepernick is exactly what J.J. McCarthy was two years ago. Can move, good enough arm, not great arm. We're just going to put some confidence in you. We're going to make sure the team is, is like, you know, he has he builds running games. He's good on special teams. Like, he he's just the ultimate coach. He could coach anybody, coach anywhere. That's what the Cowboys need. They need, like, you know, real coaching. Thing is, if they fire Mike McCarthy, it's going to be tough, like, they haven't Dan Quinn. They Dan Quinn stayed there for the hope that like he do get that job when Mike McCarthy get fired. So that's gonna look a little weird. It, Sean Payton, I think the amount of money they gave him, I think they're gonna have to hold on to him. Like they rather like let go of Russ before they let go of Sean Payton, especially they think they could get a Uber quarterback within this draft or next draft. So it's like why not just let him get the the you know the rest of the time on the contract? It's just Jay Jones, he has too much input onto the team. Like, don't get me wrong, he hits on his draft pick. On certain draft picks, he hit like he hit on Micah, he hit on CD, but he's hit on Demarcus. But if Lawrence, you remember, if you remember this, that's more been Steven Jones over the last seven or eight years. Yeah. Jerry wanted to take Johnny Manziel. That, Jerry that, wanted to take Manziel, and Steven was like, No, we're taking Zach Martin. And thank God, because you got a first ballot Hall of Famer in Zach Martin. But Jerry wanted to take him. Uh, he just recently said, like, he wanted to take Jalen Hurts, too. He was thinking about taking Jalen. Uh, so, I, I um, yeah, listen, I, I think, obviously, I don't think Sean Payton's in the, in the, in the work right now. I don't think that's going to happen. But you still make the call. You make the call. You make yeah. the call. But I think Jim Harbaugh is a live candidate. 
Uh, he was going to be the Vikings uh, um, head coach before that kind of fell apart. He was already the at the door of the league. Like he was right the there. Chargers, the Vikings. He, yep. he had he had uh, he had options. He could have he could have got here. Like mm -hmm. so, so now, once McCarthy's gone, they're going to need a head coach. And I hear you with Dan Quinn, but I don't think Dan Quinn is the the answer for this uh, as a head coach. Offense, like I yeah. need an offensive. At least if you're not going to get a, a great offensive mind, get a dude like John Harbaugh. I mean Jim yep. Harbaugh. It's one or the other. Like. Yep. But I will say this about I will say this about Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, I think he's very comfortable in his role right now. I don't know if he really wants to be a head coach right now, maybe maybe in the future, or maybe he doesn't want to do it again. He's getting paid like a head coach, I can tell you that much. Yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, why yeah, why not stay in Dallas? Huge market. You love the team, the team loves you, Jerry loves you, Jerry's paying you very, very well, and you don't get that much scrutiny because you're the DC, not the the HC. So it's kind of a win-win. It's kind of like a, a backup quarterback there, you know, win-win. I don't really get any blame. I just chill, and then maybe I come in there and I can save the day sometimes. But I, I think, yeah, and and to wrap this segment all up, um, I'm hearing a lot about this, right, physicality. The Cowboys aren't physical enough. Uh, the 49ers just out, you know, they punked them. They punched them in the face, and the Cowboys folded. If it's physicality – there's a guy out there that's a free agent right now. I know he's like 34, 35 years old. But there's a guy over the past 10 years, you ain't going to say there's been a guy more physically imposing than this man. And that man is Indomitian Sue. If you're looking for physicality and your physicality is being questioned, you go get a guy like Indomitian Sue to be that veteran presence and be that physical force. And he'll be much better than what you got in the defensive tackle right now. Um, obviously, he's not going to play, you know, however many snaps the entire game he's going to come in in certain packages. But you, you if you want physicality, you bring in a guy like Indomitian and Sue. But I will, the, the defense is not the same since Trevon Diggs went down. Um, I believed it was the best defense in football um, when Trevon Diggs was, uh, was healthy. You lose Trevon, that kind of makes the entire defense fall apart. He's not only the heart and soul, he's the best cornerback on that team, the second best defensive player on that defense. Um, yeah, I, I, so I, I – Here's another thing, possibly trading for Patrick Sertain, you know, if you want yes. us to, to, to yeah. hold that up. Um, they're selling right now. They're yep. selling. They're going to sell the house. Yeah, so I think that that's a possible move if you want to do that. Uh, but I think the Cowboys right now got to stick to their guns, um, go through the season, see where they end up. They'll be in the playoffs. I don't want to hear this. They're not making the playoffs now. Yeah, let's, 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 the NFC is weak as hell. They're, it's a weak ass, weak ass conference. The Cowboys are making the playoffs, people. Um, I will say we will get to their obviously Monday Night Football, which is a big, major game for them because they cannot really afford to lose that game. Um, if they do, that's going to be a major problem for them. But I guess to wrap it up, wrap up that topic, you, me and you are both in agreement. Dak Prescott should not be the guy on his way out in Dallas. And if there's going to be a guy that's going to be on his way out, it's Mr. Mike McCarthy. Um, for sure. So next up, we we flip the uh, page of that team, and we talk about the team that came out on top of that team the past three years, the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I've, I've, I've had an epiphany over the past couple of days, and um, I'll just say it now. The San Francisco 49ers are not only my favorites – to go to the Super Bowl, I'm picking them to win the whole damn thing this year. There's not a team in sight that I see that can really compete with
with this San Francisco 49ers team. There's only one. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. They're 1B. Top to bottom, these are the two most complete teams in all of football. But I still think the 49ers are just a smidge better than the Philadelphia Eagles. They are a well-oiled machine. The defense is top-notch. I mean, I'm just going to give you this. Like I said, since Diggs went down after week two, I had the Cowboys as the best team in football the first two weeks of football. Since Diggs went down, the 49ers have been clearly the best team in the all in all of the uh, uh, the NFL. Out according to Pro Football Focus, Q, the San Francisco 49ers are rated second in offense to Miami and first in defense by a wide margin. They are, they are, this is a key stat that I love to watch throughout the year because it really tells you about, you know, top tier teams and stuff. Turnover differential. The 49ers are plus seven. They're tied for first with the Bucks, who have only played four games, obviously. The 49ers have played five. So what I'm saying, they take the ball away and they don't give it away. Brock Purdy has yet to throw an interception this entire season. Their two, their two uh, turnovers have been fumbles. This is the San Francisco 49ers year cue. They will be in the Super Bowl. They will win the Super Bowl. Bar, barring any injuries, and obviously injuries play a major factor in this sport, but barring that, the San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. This is Kyle Shanahan's year. The prodigal son of Mike Shanahan is finally going to deliver the trophy and finally live up to that hype of, I am now a Super Bowl a winning head coach. It's not a hot take. It's a very, like... I know. It's not. It's not. <laughs> based, like, based off all the information that we like, to, based off the first five weeks, anybody saying that, you can't scoff at them. You can't look at them wrong. The defense, obviously, should be the best in the league. Offense, without a premier quarterback, which most, off, you know, great offenses have at least a, you know, a, that top 10 guy at quarterback, they're they're running away with it. They might have They might have the best offensive player in the league on their team. They definitely probably got the best offensive player in the conference. You know, he, like, Brock Purdy might be getting MVP talks because he's a quarterback. CMC is the MVP of that team. Like, the way they run, the way they score, the way they, they their offense like, runs, everybody's open. Defense, everybody's getting after it. You talk about physicality. They're one of the most physical teams in the league. They have the best linebacking unit in the league. One of the best front sevens in the league. They have the defensive player of the year just six months ago on the team. Just got his money. He, he's fresh. Like, even though he had, don't got the, the sack numbers, the pressure's still there. Like, you, obviously, you're doubling him, you're tripling him, you're chipping him, and they're still getting to you. Their back end doesn't have great names, but they have a, a true number one lockdown corner, Chardavius Ward. He basically took C.D. Lamb out the game. C.D. Lamb is one of the you know, probably the 10 to 10 best receivers in the league. They should be clearly the favorites in the league. And you said they're a smidge better than Philly. I'm, I think there's a, a good gap only because Philly, the 5 and 0, it's not fraudulent, but they haven't played their best. And they should, by the end of the season, they probably will play their best. But yeah. their back end is successful. It's like successful. I think that's the word that you could yeah. throw on them. Yeah. Like, the front seven, but you could throw on them. If you have a, a moderately good quarterback, you're throwing on Kirk Cousins just damn near threw for 400 on him. Yep. Uh, whoever's gonna Brock Purdy might be able to throw for Brock Purdy yeah, went first. off against the Dallas Cowboys defense. Trayvon yeah. Diggs, yes, he wasn't there, but they're still a 
good defense. Like they're gonna probably come out the next three games and leave people under ten. Yeah, like it's just the nature of that team, that coaching, the rosters, the best in the league. But like they're well oiled. They should be the favorites. Yeah, and I'm not. Listen, I'm not here. I, I hear you with the gap. There, listen. There's a the eagle, I, and I've said that the Eagles. Um, it's not looked, you know, pretty their first five weeks, right? It's been a rough five weeks for the Eagles. They're five and zero. I do like what Eli Manning said a couple of weeks ago, where he said, you know, even when a team is not playing their best football, it's always good if you say they're still winning, though, right? And they haven't played their best football, and they will. And I can't wait for that. That matchup, Eagles versus 49ers later on in the year, we're going to get that matchup. I'm hoping and praying they're healthy and we can get it going because obviously last year it was just you got no quarterback to throw. Brock Purdy was was out for that game, and it just it wasn't a game at all. And listen, the 49ers did a lot of talking before and after. They said if we had our quarterback, it would have been a different story. They said the same thing about the Eagles defense that you just said. They said we see stuff that we can take it. They're not as good as people say. That is what that's what the word around town about the Eagles were last year. And it's kind of the same unit this year. Uh, obviously, they've got Jalen Carter. This kid is absolutely an animal uh, as a rookie. But for the most part, it's the same uh, same defense. And you saw the Kansas City Chiefs with no true number one receiver absolutely cook their asses, putting up uh, 38 points on them. Uh, right. Yeah, th- it was 38. Right. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, we're in agreement, I guess the San Francisco 49ers are the clear favorites. And I know you said it's not a hot take at all. I, I know it's not, but no, I'm just saying like, yeah, like also like if you would have said that three weeks ago, people would have gave you some fight, like some pushback, but like now it's just like, I it's think clear. it's almost like pretty much consensus that like they should be the favorites. Like, I don't really want to hear arguments for any other team. Like if you want to give me the Patrick Mahomes multiplier and just say like they Always have a shot. Sure, I believe that. The best yeah. quarterback can lose by a margin. But the the way Purdy's playing in the roster, like it's, just, it's hard to it's hard to fail. Like coaching staff, everything, everything from top to healthy, bottom. Yeah, like a, a fully healthy Niners team. Stop it. Is NFC championship <laughs> game at least. Like they have they least. have they have they have the best players in terms of yak, George Kittle. Debo and CMC. They got the best left tackle in the game in Trent Williams. They got the second best tight end in football in George Kittle. They got they got two receivers that are playing outstanding football in Debo and uh, and Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, who's taken another jump this year. They got CMC, who's arguably the best running back in the league. They've and they've got the best defense in the entire league. I mean, it. it they have a Pro Bowler or All Pro basically at every position of like of importance. Yeah. Like, Every unit, every, every unit, every unit, every unit outside of quarterback, and he might make a Pro Bowl this year. Basically, no, he, he will. might make he a Pro Bowl. In the NFC. He will. He so will. You got a Pro Bowler or All Pro at every position in the league. That's that's hard to come by. Like the Eagles had it. Also, they had a bunch of Pro Bowlers last year, but like Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, CMC, you might make a Pro Bowl. Kittle Holofunga, might make uh, Halafunga, uh, Holofunga, Holofunga. Brock yep. Purdy gonna make it. <laughs> Trent Williams gonna make it. Now, yeah, Ayuk. It's tough. It's just listen. I and I don't know how they were able to add Hargrave to that unit um, in free agency. Where, where the fuck where's is the money? Where's you know what? Like, like, like I, but the this money? is this is the thing about sports, right? Sports franchises they always bitch and complain. We're like, you know, we don't have the money. We have the money. When they want to make a move, they're gonna make some space for that money. Just trust. And people said, oh, they got Brock Purdy on that contract. They had all the money on the books last year with. With having Jimmy Garoppolo on the on the contract books, like you had three quarterbacks you were paying at least a, 
up to about 30 something mil because yeah. Jimmy was getting about 28, something yeah, like that. At the rookie contract. Plus, you had CMC who was already on his 10 million, 11 million dollar deal. Yep. Uh, you, I think they had paid Armstead. They had extended him like, you know, a couple years back. Yep. You had Debo on that deal. You had Kittle on his Kittle. deal. Fred Warner on the deal. They, they, it's great. Where's the money coming from? I don't know. Like, they're finding it and they're chipping away. That's what billionaires do, though. They make space and they make, uh, they make money. But that's gonna wrap up that segment. So, the next segment before we get to the top five, my top five teams in the NFL, it's it, it hits near and dear to my heart. <sighs> coach Belichick, Mr. Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. Um, I don't think it's an argument anymore. Um, and I still believe uh, the best coach in football today. Um, I, I just stand by that. I think if if the greatest of all time is doing what they're doing, I don't know how you can't have them as the number one person in the entire um, in in their you know category or whatever the hell you want to call it. Is Bill Belichick being exposed as a head coach? No. No, I'm. I don't. I don't think anybody's going to say. And you're. You'll hear everybody talk about it. the coaching is not the problem. Uh, Bill Belichick no. didn't didn't just learn forget how to coach. Okay, he didn't just overnight just be like, oh, I'm I'm a dummy now. I don't know how to coach football. No, that didn't happen. What Bill Belichick's problem is, is he's not a good GM. Um, he's the one picking the talent, picking the groceries, as Mr. Uh, Bill Parcell said. His his mentor. He's not doing a good job. Uh, there's obviously these uh, these numbers out there, these stats, facts, whatever you want to call it, out there. Since 2010, I think Bill Belichick has only drafted three uh, all-pro players. One of them was a punter, and two of them were returners. Um, uh, he hasn't drafted a high-end offensive weapon since James White in 2016, I believe, um, or 2014 whatever the year that was and James White. While I love James White and he was a great receiving back, he wasn't, you know, this top running back or anything in the league. Uh, so even before that, if you really want to go, when was the last time you drafted a, a true high-end talent? Well, yes, you would have to go back to Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski in 2010. That's laughable. So when you look at that, it really comes bright into your eyes. It was really just Tom, Tom will figure it out. Tom will figure it out an offensive end, right? And that's a shame, right? And I love Jules. Jules is an incredible player, clutch as hell. But it's it's Bill's fault in terms of that, picking the talent, spending all that money in free agency a couple of years ago. But this year he also just – it's such a – it's hard to freaking talk to because it's such just a mess of what's happened the past couple of years since Brady left. Um, obviously, we had the Cam Newton year where I believe we should have kind of tanked, uh, but we didn't. We signed Cam. We went seven and nine, right? Then the year after, we get Mac Jones. We uh, we we uh, we start him. We make the playoffs, ten and seven, with a rookie quarterback. I don't want to hear we got blown out by the Bills. We sh- that that doesn't matter, right? The Bills were a better team than us. Okay, the Bills had Super Bowl aspirations. Patriots didn't even have playoff aspirations going in. So me- making the playoffs was a hell of a goal, a success for that season. But then Bill made the critical error. Josh McDaniels takes the job in uh, Vegas, and malpractice happens, and he brings in his buddies Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, a special teams coordinator and a defensive coordinator to coach offense. Silly decisions. I mean, silly is an understatement, Q. It was damn near a fireable offense. 
Like that is that is something that 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 uh I said this that hurt the development and progression of Mac Jones's career, and it might have ruined his entire career. We don't we don't know. Like he might never be able to recover from that. Bill O'Brien he, but thank God he he realizes the error of his ways, and he brings in Bill O'Brien, a buddy from his back in 2010 2011, coaching for the Patriots uh, uh, offensively was in Alabama, familiar with Mac. Comes in, right? Love the move. But the players are just not what we need to be. I said this throughout the entire offseason, right? First off, I don't, I'm still befuzzled why Jacoby Myers is still not a New England Patriot. Okay, because we gave that contract to Juju, which made no sense to me. I said it then. I'm going to say it now. It made no sense to me. They're basically the same player, and I would actually argue Jacoby is better at this point in time than Juju, and I think I'd be factually correct by that. Yeah, because Juju is shot. His knees, is, he's shot. He's not the same guy anymore. Um, So you should have paid Jacoby. Devontae Parker, yeah, Mr. Devontae Parker, he's a one-trick pony. He's a throw-it-up 50-50 ball. That's and he's it. not, yeah, and he's not Des Bryant. He's not. He, he, he's not very good. And the O-line has been compromised throughout the entire season uh, so far. I like KB. I like Kendrick Bourne. I've always called him a playmaker. When you get the ball in his hands, he makes plays. He's not a one. He's not really a two, but he's a guy who can make plays. Uh, I like Ramondre. He hasn't played well at all this season. Gasecki, I like. Hunter Henry, I like. Um, I like this kid, Pop. Demar- uh, Demario Douglas, I believe his name is. I yeah, love the nickname, baby. Pop. Um, he's got some some uh, burst to him. And then I cannot wait to see what Taekwon Thornton can really be. Second round pick, 6-2, runs a 4-2. I need to see what this guy can do in, in, in extended playing time. But I say all that, and and, and the, the meat of the matter is the problem still, still remains. We have no difference maker on the offensive end. None. DeAndre Hopkins was that guy. D-Hop was that guy to go get. The rumors were obviously out there. We were in talks and blah, blah, blah. And then he chose the Tennessee Titans. We needed to get D-Hop. We didn't. And now we're kind of in this land of what's going on, right? We played three great defenses the last three weeks, and we've looked pretty terrible, especially the last two weeks. We put three points up on the board the last two weeks. That's embarrassing. (sighs) My whole thing is Bill Belichick – and Robert Kraft need to come together probably after this season. And they need to have a conversation and, and basically discuss that Bill, as GM, full GM, you can't be that guy anymore. We need to discuss as partners, Bill and Robert, who we can bring in to put in that role that we both equally trust to make the, these decisions. That's what needs to happen in the offseason. So, Q, I'll throw it to you because it looks like you want to say something. Go ahead. It's, it's the opposite of the Cowboys situation where oh. the owner has too, he has too much say and too much input on the team. It's the same way Bill is trying to be, you know, the, the, the front office himself and the coach. Yep. And yet, when you're not good at picking offensive talent, naturally he's, he's a defensive guy. Nine times of ten, their defense is going to be fine because he's a defensive guy. He knows how to, you know, scheme a defense, <laughs> pick the players for the defense, yada yada yada, so on. 
every move he's made as GM has hindered the team. Even if forget Gronk and and, and uh, Aaron Hernandez, when you when you drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, you had rumbles of wanting to play him over Tom Brady. That already started the rumble. You got in a little strafe. Tom won. You might have been a little salty about that. You sent him over to San Fran for 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 a bag of chips, whatever. There's no reason why like you can't let somebody pick the offensive players. Like there's no skill players that on this team. The best skill players they've had since Gronk, Edelman, Aaron Hernandez were James White and Sonny Michelle. Those are positions that aren't like quarterback really friendly in terms of like I can throw it at them. They're gonna do a lot downfield. That's a lot. swing pass is only gonna work so much. Wheel ride's only gonna work so much. I need a true number one receiver to go do something. When you can't pick that type of talent, and you go out there, you overspend almost like you know three years back to back on tight ends instead of spending the money on receivers. Of course, the receipt like Mac Jones isn't gonna be able to do much. Hunter Henry, John o. Smith. Yeah, they cool tight ends. They aren't the difference makers for the offense. Mike Gusecki, cool tight end. He's not a difference maker for the offense. Who's gonna? Who are you gonna throw to on a third and eight? And you need somebody to, hit the, to be right there on time. Who? They're they're not that. Like then you 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 do that whole nonsense with with Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, for what? For why? Did you think that was gonna make sense? That was, I mean, that was crazy to me. And the O line play, it's not really a bill fault, but the the O line coach, uh, Dante Scarnet, whatever his name is, Scarnecchia, Scarnecchi. Yeah, once he retired, O line has regressed. Yeah, you going, you Pat's working O line, man. You you drafting Cole Strange in like the first second round when Cole Strange had a third fourth round grade. You yeah. had the Rams laughing at you on draft day, like what? Because what, like it. it he picks like I'm not saying Bill ain't smart, but he's picking players and talking so highly about players that don't really matter so much in the grand scheme of football today. Like I don't care about long snappers. Like <laughs> that should be my main focus. I did like, see. That. I thought that was pretty funny though. He went on like a ten minute uh, uh, talking point about long snapping and stuff. But I hear you and, and listen. Um, I don't know if you've. Um, uh, where is she right now? I don't know if you've seen her on Twitter. She's doing, done an outstanding job of doing these weekly recaps. Uh, Annie Agar um, on yeah. Twitter. And they're they're hilarious. They're outstanding. This past week's one was uh, pretty funny where it uh, looks like the, she was like, I'm um, paraphrasing, looks like the Patriots are headed for a top five pick. And it was like, she said, Bill is just waiting. Like, can you imagine how many times we could trade back now? And I'm just like, she's so freaking right. It, that is a Bill Belichick special. Oh, we've got a good pick. We got, let's trade back. Let's just trade back. It's it's been a rocky road. I mean, you've got guys like Mappe or whatever his name was that we took in the second or third round that was like a division three or two player for no reason that we could have gotten the fifth or sixth round we took in the second or third. Uh Cole Strange, I hear you. Cole Strange has been actually pretty good, but yeah, I hear you. Why draft him that early? I hear yeah, you. Why draft him that early? Not, even if they turn out to be good players, it's like you're taking them too early. You you, you gotta maximize your value. Yep especially on a team that's spending a lot of money on defense. Like, yeah. Maxima, Juju and Jacoby Myers had the same year 
basically statistic like like statistic wise. Yeah, Jacoby was. Juju slightly had higher. that year because he was with Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Jacoby Myers had that year with Mac Jones. And the tri- and Patricia and Judge calling the play. You know I mean? <laughs> there's a there's a there's a gap to it. The gap. Like, you swap them. Jacoby Myers probably has a 1300 yard a year with Patrick Mahomes and yeah. like 100%. I, I don't yeah that that move still that still that move still befuzzles me cuz it seemed like Jacoby was like a guy who's going to be a patriot for almost life. You know, he was a guy that was I believe it was a quarterback in college or, or yeah. freshman year and then obviously turned basically a Julian Edelman type story and Belichick's done that plenty of times, you know, change position and stuff like that. And it just seemed like he was going to be this perfect guy for that. But um, he went to uh, to Las Vegas, and and that was that right there. But listen, man, it has been a tough road. Do I to wrap this all up? I do want to say this: Bill Belichick is going to decide when he wants to leave. This talk of him being fired as a head coach or whatever at the end of that, I don't want to hear that, and I don't. That's that's stupid because the grass ain't always green on the other side. All right, you want to be like the damn Detroit Lions before they got DC. You want to be like the Jacksonville Jaguars before they got Dougie P. Like you want to be these type of teams that are just waiting, flipping head coaches back to back to back. You've got a head coach. You've got a guy that wants to be a head coach. He's not what Belichick doesn't do anything else besides coaching and play golf. That is all he cares about. They have a head coach. They don't have a GM. They need a GM. He's a GM. Yep. So, (laughs) and, and what I want, so. If you look at any other head coach, and I'm going to go through the list, that has had the same type of longevity that Belichick has had, they have all walked away on their own accord, right? You've got Earl Curley Lambeau, all right? The man that was named after Lambeau Field and the Green Bay Packers, 29 years, 1920 to 1949. That one was the only one that was a weird thing where it was weird ending terms. The executives kind of turned on him and he turned on them and it was just a weird situation. Then you had Mr. Don Shula, the Miami Dolphins, 25 years, 1970 to 1995. He retired. Tom Landry, Dallas Cowboys, 28 years, 1960 to 1988. Now, he was replaced when Jerry Jones came in and hired Jimmy Johnson. So that was new ownership, different situation there. Robert Kraft's not going anywhere. Then you've got Steve Owen, New York Giants, 22 years, 1931 to 1953, he retired. And finally, Mr. Chuck Knoll of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 22 years, 1969 to 1991, and he retired. I'd say that everybody who has had similar type of longevity as Bill Belichick has walked away on their own accord except for weird extenuating circumstances, new ownership, and then just something weird going on in the 1940s, right? But like I've always said, Q, is – don't come to me and bitch and complain and all that stuff about what's going on about a problem. Cause I'm not going to listen to you. Give me a suitable solution. Then we can have a conversation. Cause all I'm hearing is fire Belichick, fire Belichick, fire, but you're not and giving me a what? suitable replacement. Yeah, and it's like, then what? Then and what? Exactly. Not get fired. Bill has earned up enough equity that like, if it has to come that to the, you can't coach this team no more. You're not gonna be. It's gonna be something mutual. Like yeah, it'll be a mutual. I'm out of here, yep. and that's only gonna look like I. I said this other. I'm like, if they mutually part ways, Bill he might find himself coaching the Chargers next year. With it, and and he probably coach for another ten years. He's definitely gonna get that record. 
that yeah. that that's you know, what he wants. Yeah, he get it with Justin that. Herbert. He so that, what do you like want to do? You want to send him to in your same conference, or do you want to like give have the hard you know the hard conversation and tell him you can't be GM no more because you yeah. can fix this team. You can definitely fix the team. The defense is still top ten right now. It's it's injured, right? Jack Jones is still on I is still injured. Marcus Jones out for the year. Christian Gonzalez out for the year. And uh, John Jones missed a couple of games. The secondary, and then obviously our best player on the entire team, Matt Judon, red sleeves out for the entire year. This defense is ravaged, but I still believe it's a t- it's a good unit because Bill Belichick's just going to scheme it up. But it'll be a good. We'll be better next year. If we add that certain, and listen, if we get a top five pick, there's a guy out there, Q, um, that's going to be coming out. Plays for Ohio State, you know, junior, Mr. Marvin Harrison Jr. Could you imagine if we got that kid? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, but that wraps up that that topic. So now let's get on to my top five teams in the NFL, Q. Here we go. Oh, shit. Um, top five teams in the NFL right now before week six. So nobody kill me and stuff like that. At number five, I couldn't make a decision. So I split it. It's the dolphins and the Buffalo bills. Why I say that is I can't put the fins over the bills because the bills blew out the dolphins, but I can't put the bills over the dolphins because the bills are coming off a loss and a bad loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars and the fins are coming off a win. So that's why I have them smack dab number five, both teams right there. Number four, I've got the Detroit Lions. Three straight dubs. The Lions are legit. They're riding high. Obviously, their only weak point is their defense um, and still playing pretty damn good football right now. But that offense is prolific. It's high-powered. They just put up 42 points, and they didn't have Amon St. Brown or Jameer Gibbs on that team. And Jamison Williams was on a snap count. That's insane. Um, Next up, you got number three, the Kansas City Chiefs. They are still... That team, the it team, they're still winning. They're still getting the job done. I have number three, the Kansas City Chiefs at four and one. And then obviously we've talked about them at nauseum. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're the one B to obviously number one, the 49ers. They're the second most complete team in all football. They're five and oh. And then obviously number one, I've got the San Francisco 49ers, the prohibitive favorites to finish this year off as champions. Um, Yeah, crown them, crown them, <laughs> crown them. Yeah. Good list. It's a good list. The the Miami uh, Buffalo, I respect that because I've been on the 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 Buffalo like train for a minute, and I just like I, I know I've seen this team. I've watched this team for the past five years, so I know exactly what they are. I know what they do well and what they don't do well. Uh-huh. They they take bad losses, but they have great wins. Like their uh-huh. wins, like when when oh, the dust settles, like you look at them like. Damn, they just did put up 48 on the Dolphins and left them on 20. So happy. They're dealing with a lot of injuries right now, but it's going to go back. Like, I know it was uh, Josh Allen, he he turns the ball over so much. You never heard that before until this year because that's when people now are starting to watch the, mm. the team. Jo- turnovers and all. And it's not even an interception thing. It's a fumble thing. Mm. He's still – you know, is one of the better quarterbacks in the league with that. So that, just imagine if he just cuts that down in half, he'd yeah. clearly be, you know, etched in there. Nobody's going to be sitting there. It's like people are waiting to knock them off. Yeah. You, right when you think they're bad, they show you why, exactly why they're not bad. Mm-hmm. And you knock off the everybody's favorite, the Miami Dolphins. They put up 70, yada, yada, yada. Boom, left them on 20. Blew them out. 
Yep. They, they can do that to teams. There's not a team in the league that they can't beat. Mm-hmm. Like they, no, they're not, not, Yeah, they're not going to be – before the game, obviously, there's not a team in the league that they're, you're going to look at and say the Bills are going to get blown out, right? Um, even the 49ers, like Josh Allen. And, and I'm not the biggest – this is obviously a different di- – and we can maybe have this debate at an, an, another episode, Q, because I'm not the biggest Josh Allen believer. I, he's top 10. Um, I never bought into top five. Sorry. I just feel like there is something in Josh Allen that's missing for me, and I can't pinpoint it, and maybe it's the football IQ is not what I think it should be. Like your top five level, there's a lot of times where Josh Allen makes dumb football decisions, whether sure. it be – no sliding, whether it be putting his body on the line for no reason, whether it be those interceptions or those turnovers, trying to do too much, being trying to be Superman, where I think that if he just settled it back a little bit and played a little bit more in, uh, you know, safer football, I guess is the best word, but you know what I mean by that. He would, he would be looked at, but I just, there's always just been about something about Josh Allen that I've looked at and said, why aren't you getting over the hump? And I know 13 seconds they didn't have the shot to, to you know, to, to do that or whatever the case may be. But even since then, they've just they haven't reached that. Like ever right that thir- that 13 second moment, Q. That was it. I mean, I'm not gonna say that was it. Like they're not gonna you know reach the shoot or whatever. They have a shot, right? But since then, everybody was like. Oh shit! The Bills are going to be in the Super Bowl in the next couple of years. Like the, the Bills are just going to be. They're going to get over that hump, and they haven't. They haven't. I don't. They haven't been back to the AFC Championship since. So uh, that that's all I'm saying is, I hear you. Josh Allen has. I, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say Josh Allen is you know not a top ten quarterback or something like that, right? I have them ranked, um, right now obviously because I have. Here's the, here's the because you looked at me like he's not top five. And what I'll say is this, going into the season, I put a lot of faith into Sean Watson and Russell Wilson to revert back to what I once saw them as. And I'm going to, I would take those two guys at their best, their apex over Josh Allen is why I, why I say he's not top five. And then obviously I have Burrow, Rogers and Mahomes ahead of him clearly. Um, but they haven't right. Deshaun has kind of struggled a little bit right now. He's dealing with the injury and Russell who's actually playing pretty damn good football. It's just the team is, is, is collapsing around him. Um, so by year end, I'll reevaluate things and Josh Allen might actually take step forward in my top five list, but it looks like you wanted to, you, you wanted to say something before going. Yeah. <laughs> no, no quarterback has to do more for their team. Maybe uh, outside of Patrick Mahomes, no quarterback does. Yeah, more I would for say Mahomes team. this year. Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, other than Josh Allen, I'm talking, have to run, be the best running back on the team. And be the best passer. You could say that for Lamar Jackson too. But yeah, I was about to say Lamar too. I think Lamar. The the arm talent of Josh Allen is almost second to none outside of a Patrick Mahomes. Only other person probably on par is Justin Herbert, which is pure strength and ability Rogers to go to the ball. Yeah, Rodgers, but I'm a, he 38, 39, 40. I mean, he is right. it's almost his time to go. He did just come <laughs> off like two back to back MVPs, but. Yeah, age is always going to be a thing. I hear you, Josh Allen. He's every year he's putting up total yards. It's at least we talking about fifty five hundred total yards. Mm-hmm. We talking about almost forty five to fifty total touchdowns between passing and throwing. Is he so? Here, here's an interesting question for you. Would you um? Would you have 
So Mahomes obviously is your number one. You've said it by far. He's number one. Is your number two? Who would you? Is two Allen Burrow? It's Burrow, and it's Burrow, and it's slightly, it's slightly above Josh Allen. It's only a, it's a, like you said, it's an IQ thing. It's a decision making thing. Yeah. What What about what? Where was Rodgers coming into the season? For me, he was. I'm pretty sure he was five or six. Okay. Okay. Five or six. So who do you have? Who do you have right behind Allen? Who for? Uh, Herbert. Herb, oh, you big Herbert guy. Okay. Because situ- I think situations matter a lot, especially when you have a defensive head coach, and a lot of your talent is on defense and not on offense. I would, say, I would say this. Is, don't even say defense. I would say you just have a head coach that's honestly lacking football IQ. If we want to talk football IQ, this guy is just straight up lacking football you know IQ. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough when your offensive identity is Josh Allen or bust. Yeah. But, and, and that's tough for anybody. Like, if I switched Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, Mm-hmm. I don't think Joe Burrow does as good on the Bills as Josh Allen would do on the Bengals because the Bengals we, we're t- three receivers and the defense is not that. Josh yeah. Allen would love to throw to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Gabe Davis ain't in the conversation with T. Higgins, yeah, and he's no, no. barely in the conversation with Tyler Boyd. There's, no, he's on that. Yeah. There's no like real structure. Justin Herbert goes through the same thing, but at least he has better weapons collectively. Yeah. Than what Josh Allen has. Yes, he he was lucky to get Stephon Diggs because if he didn't have him, it'd be a lot harder to watch. Oh, so Josh Allen would be Josh Allen would still be considered the bust that he was projected to be in the first two years. Stephon Diggs changed his his life, changed his life. Um, I still stand on that, but uh, that, that's just an interesting to the and and here's an interesting uh, topic point. We could quickly do this and then we'll get into pick them because you mentioned this uh, earlier. Arm talent, right? And I actually have this written now, which is just so interesting. Like, to me, the, the quarterbacks with the best arm talent in the NFL, to me, I'll talk history. Um, for me, it's Rodgers is number one. And I think it's – I, I honest, and I know Mahomes, you know, the – all these, you know, the things and whatever, right? Yeah. But Rodgers was doing all that stuff before Mahomes was even in college football, all right? Rodgers and also it's not even it's it's the fact that here's the fact why I have Rodgers ahead of Mahomes in that in that case in terms of pure arm talent. First off, it looks prettier, right? Just the look yeah, yeah, of it, yeah. it just looks Mahomes don't have, he doesn't have the mechanics like his mechanics is, is not mechanics and footwork. Aaron Rodgers has so it. yeah, it's so beautiful to watch Aaron Rodgers uh release the football and throw the football. It's it's a beautiful thing, work of art, I should say. And just strictly numbers wise, Rodgers touchdown interception ratio that best that ever. Clearly, it, it's the best. It's not even close, dude. It's not even close. This guy doesn't throw picks. He's he thrown over touchdowns in four picks like two seasons ago. Like forty touchdowns in four picks. He he and like he's only he got thrown, two of those picks in like the first week. Yeah, he's only thrown ten or more picks twice in his entire career. And what was it? What the fuck are these balloons and shit, dude? What's going on with Streamlabs? <laughs> this just started. Um, he, he's throw, he, he's only thrown more than ten picks twice his entire career. One of that was his de facto rookie season, fourth year in the league, and then uh, uh, last season again with the Packers in, in his arguably his worst year of his career. Um, so that's why I have that. And then I have Mahomes number two. Um, and I think this, and you forgot this guy's name. And it's, you know, forgetting him. But Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah. Arm talent-wise, 
Yeah, right. he, he people forget Matthew Stafford. He's that was a number one overall pick. Like yeah. people forget, like when you have a, and that's the problem. With, like that separates like Aaron Rodgers between like the Mahomes, Matthew Stafford. I say Josh Allen. Uh, the the arm arrogance that they have, like. They know they're so good that they're gonna try and try to thread that time. needle every single time, and that's yep. what be killing them. Gunslinger. Like, Brett Favre also he can throw it anywhere, anytime. It's just I'm a, I'm a prove it to you, and that's my issue with Josh Allen. I think he tries to prove it because people doubted him a lot, so he tries to prove it. Mah- you Mahomes had. has that in him too. Mahomes has that in him too. Aaron Rodgers, and that's why they said knock on him because he throws the ball away a lot instead of trying to, you know, make a play on third and. You know, third and eight downfield, and you know it's an arm punt. You look at his arm punt, but he looks at it as, as a turnover. Yeah. Either way, but like that's why people like Tom Brady because he's taking the shot. You give me your receiver a chance. Aaron Rodgers not trying to really take that chance. Yeah. It's kind of a knock, but it doesn't really matter because no. Aaron Rodgers he still proved he can win games. Yeah, just why throw a turnover when I don't have to? That's just his mindset, and that's cool yeah. to have. Why would I want to purposely throw the ball away and give it to another team? I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no, no, and, no. and he's smart. He's calculated. Yeah, it's it's high football IQ with Dan Ryder, but that's just a fun, you know, who has, you know, it is just, I'll pose this question to the audience. Um, in terms of arm talent in the league right now at quarterback, who would be your top five arm talent quarterbacks in the league right now? Um, that's just an interesting question to ask. So, all right. So now let's, let's get into week six, pick them. Q. We're obviously going to start off. Let me pull up. ESPN app. All right. So we got Thursday night football tonight. The Denver Broncos are headed to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus 10 and a half favorites. Travis Kelsey is scheduled to play. And also Taylor Swift is scheduled to be in attendance. Uh, you know, we're just going to have to mention that. We're just going to, I'm a big taste fan. Are you a big taste win or a Taylor Swift fan? No. Yes. No. I listened to cause it. It is. She got a lot of radio songs, so they always play. It's like it's hard not to like listen to the songs. It's T Swift, biggest one of the biggest stars in the country. But who you got for this Thursday night football game? Chiefs Broncos. It's it's the Chiefs. The Broncos haven't beaten the Chiefs since like 2015, 20 mm. like around there. Like that was like eight years ago, nine years ago. I don't think that ends that that ends tonight. Like I just don't think so. All right, so you got the Kansas City Chiefs. I agree. Um, Listen, both games last year were decided by one score. One of them was a field was just a field goal, and we know how bad the the Broncos were last year. Um, I will say this: Thursday night football is usually a wild card. You know, crazy things happen. Short week, not much time to prepare. Players players are playing injured, um, or more injured, I should say. They're always kind of playing hurt. Um, I expect honestly a close, competitive game. Um, I worry about Travis Kelsey. I really do. Short week. That ankle didn't look good. It was a non-contact injury, and he's playing Thursday night football. I just I worry about him. Um, I I will say this: I do think Denver is live for an upset, but the smart choice would be go with Kansas City. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, next up, Sunday morning, back in London. Jaguars are no longer hosting in London. Uh, uh, um, last two weeks, now we got new two new teams. The Tennessee Titans are taking on the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are favored by minus four. Who you got, Q? Bias pick, but it's not biased. It's the Ravens. The Lamar Jackson, it doesn't, it may not seem like it, but he's playing some of the best football he's ever played. Mm-hmm. He's leading the, the league in complete completion percentage. Nobody thought that you'd see that. He has a he has had a turnover issue. Like in terms of fumbles, he, he leads the league in like fumbles lost, but 
he's standing back in the pocket. He's trying to make a play. Like these weapons aren't the greatest of weapons. The reason why a lot of I like the Ravens coming into the season because the weapons are just that much better than what he used to have. Hmm. They had eight drops last last game. I don't think they have eight drops coming into this game against a Titan secondary that is garbage. Yeah. So I think they should – this is a get-right game. Probably won't be a high-scoring game. Probably be like 24-17, let's get out of there with a win and, you know, get out of there, you know, on to the next one. Cause yeah. They got a kind of a good stretch coming up so they could try and put a lead on the division. So Titans should be an easy matchup. Titans aren't really that good. They kind of hit their stride a little bit last couple of weeks, but it's still a weak, weak defense back there. Outside of front seven. Yeah, I would say, um, listen, the Tennessee Titans are a team like the Patriots, um, Steelers, uh, Giants are, you know, a little abysmal right now, but I kind of still put them in there. A team that's going to be – they're tough, they're gritty, and they're well-coached, right? That's kind of what those teams are. So they're going to be competitive in games. And I think this game is an interesting one because it's in London, and if you've listened to players, it's it's a bitch over there. To get there to deal with the travel, the time distance, all that stuff. It's just a it's an, a nuisance to a lot of the players. Um, so this game could be very I do agree with you. I think it's low scoring. Um, I bet the under is probably 40 or something. Um, that might be something you want to look at. Um it is. Yeah. So that's something to to look at because I think your score right there, 24-17, somewhere around there, I think is a very uh fair, fair estimate. Uh the the Ravens wide receivers, though, have struggled. Obviously, last week was just abysmal eight I think it was a let it might have been eight or eleven I forget if I read the number eleven but it's just that that was bad that was bad and even Mark Andrews their best receiving weapon he was having he was dropping the ball too as one of them was touchdown I believe yeah but I will say that OBJ doesn't look healthy um he he's and it's so sad man it just sucks because of the the talent that that man possessed and just the injuries and injuries and the surgeries and the surgeries he has had to go over he doesn't look healthy he doesn't look right um and that that just sucks but i think honestly i would say the titans are live for an upset just like the broncos are but i'm gonna go with the ravens i think they get the job done because i think lamar is gonna um uh get the job done for them and, and maybe drives uh a game-winning touchdown or field goal at the end of the game. I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we've got the Washington Commanders headed to Atlanta, Hotlanta, and taking on the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons are favored by minus two and a half. Uh, Q, I'm just it's in Atlanta, and my thing with it, uh, teams like Atlanta and New Orleans and Seattle, if they're in home, I'm usually going to pick them, especially if it's against a comparable team or a team that they are slightly better than, which the Falcons are against the Commanders. Um, so I'm taking the Falcons. They get the job done. Apparently, it, Desmond Ritter is undefeated at home in college and the pros, 31-0. and 0. Um, I still not a believer in him. I, I I made a TikTok recently. I got a lot of, you know, flack from it. You know, a lot of people putting clowns and dead emojis. I don't know if you saw a cue. I think the Falcons should go out and get Cam Newton. I think they should sign Cam. Uh, I, I truly do think Cam Newton is a better player than Desmond Ritter right now. I don't think Desmond Ritter is anything like this special talent. He's a bottom five, seven quarterback. Cam, yeah, he's, Cam Newton. Okay, Cam Newton. I'm not asking Cam to be MVP Cam. That guy is long gone. He's never coming back. But Can he be Cam for the Patriots? Can he be Cam that Patriots year 2020? Even, even this. Can he be Cam in a system that is fit perfectly for him? This team wants to run the ball 30, 35 times a game. 
you're you're leaning on Bijan, you're leaning on Algier. You got a six-five weapon who who Cam is comfortable with. He likes his his big time receivers in Drake London. You got Kyle Pitts, you got Johnu Smith, who's playing actually really good football. He's actually playing better football than Kyle Pitts. What the fuck's going on, Atlanta? What's going on? I drafted Kyle Pitts. Come on. Um they've they've got some talent there, and I just think Cam would fit perfectly there. I'm not saying they're gonna win a Super Bowl or anything. I'm just saying let I think he gives them a better shot at winning than Desmond Ritter, and I don't think that's crazy. Um, but I think this game is going to be close, and I'm going to uh, get, take Atlanta. What do you think, Q? I'm going to have to ride with you. I'm going to take Atlanta. Yeah. It's a dome team. They're mm-hmm. comfortable playing there. The commanders, they should have – they have a good defense, but they don't have a good defense. Yeah, that sounds great. They, they have a good defense, but they don't have a good they defense. They got good players, yeah. It's kind of like can't. the Chargers, right? Yeah, like <laughs> – They got the players. Something's going on. Whatever they doing, Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera, it's not working right now. Yeah. Wasting talent. And there's a lot of money on the front line. Hell. A lot of money that could be coming in with Chase Young having a trying to have a, you know, this basically Off a contract year. year. Yep. I, I don't think it's enough right now. You might still see another Sam Howell 350 yard game because he's playing from behind and he has to throw the ball. Atlanta, they they play a style of football that they're gonna get you tired. Mm-hmm. They're gonna. They're gonna take shots eventually because clearly they're taking shots with with again with Drake London. Yeah. If you get down two scores, you're gonna have to throw the ball. Sam Howell not that good. Yeah. Either like he he, he ended up and going. Falcons crazy. defense is solid. I mean AJ Terrell is that dude at, in they, the secondary. He got a number one quarter. Their front yeah. their front seven has gotten better because they Brady spent the Jarrett. money on it. Yep. So they got players. Like they, they they're home. They you might yeah. as, with the winnable division like this, they have to capitalize right now. Like they have yeah. to capitalize. Yeah, Atlanta. And, Atlanta yeah, should win this game. And also, I also said this, and nobody commented on this part of the of the clip queue. They all focus on the Cam Newton part. I also did say, all right, you don't like the Cam Newton situation. There's a guy up in Chicago who also fits this system, who kind of doesn't want to be in Chicago, and it seems like Chicago doesn't really want him. I know they played better the last two weeks, but listen, that's because winning heals all wounds. Once they start losing again, which they will, the stories are going to come back out, and things are going to start going awry. You want to go with the younger QB that also fits the system? Go trade for Justin Fields, and let's see what Atlanta's got because he fits that system too. Um, but next up, we've got the Seattle Seahawks headed to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. The Bengals are favored by minus two and a half. Q, listen, Burrow looked like he said he did, which last week he said, I feel the best I have this entire season. And he looked like that. So if that's the case, I'm going to have to take Joe Burrow now at his word and also what he produced on the field, which he actually did look pretty good. He had one scramble that the calf looked pretty healthy. He was taking deep shots, especially that big deep shot, 60-plus yards down the field to Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase absolutely killed me in fantasy football. God damn it, they just kept throwing him the freaking ball. Um, So if that's the case, I'm going to have to believe in Joe Burrow and the Bengals now, and I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals to win a, uh, a close game. The Seattle Seahawks will be competitive. I'm gonna go with the ups. It's not an upset because it's a three point. It's a two and a half point line. I'm gonna take yeah. the Seahawks to win this game. Okay. Gino, I'm, I'm not a believer in Gino, but it's like the play hasn't dropped off from last season. It's a solid quarterback. You feel me? They don't. Their all line is dealing with a lot. They dealing with some injuries right now, but they're still winning games. Yes. They're like, and they got two corners. They got two legit corners. Devon Witherspoon on Monday Night Football had his coming out party against the Giants. It went legit. crazy. Legit. T. Higgins, I don't think he, I don't think he's playing because he got that rib injury. Questionable, yeah. And yeah, if it, he even does play, what is he going to be? Yeah, 
Exactly. I I throw one of those corners on him. He's basically out for the game. He hasn't had a good year at all, especially when he wants he's looking for money. Yeah. Tyler Boyd, he's a slot guy. He's not gonna light up like again. I throw any other corner on him. He should be you know pretty much neutralized. We're talking about Jamar Chase or bust. I'll live with that. Double him, shade him, do whatever I gotta do, exactly. and just try to get after Joe Burrow. I'm not trying to. I'm not going out there looking to injure him. I just want to knock him around a little bit. Yeah. You know, Orlando Brown still hasn't been good. They paid him money. He still hasn't been good yet. Like, the O-line is still an issue. Just try to get after him as much as possible and force him to throw downfield, plant that leg, and really test out that guy. Yeah. So, I'm going to go with the, yeah, go with the upset with the Seahawks. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good shot. Listen, the Seahawks are a live team, well-coached team, gritty. They're tough. They got a good defense. They got a solid offense. They got weapons um, on the offense. You know, DK Lockett, Kenneth Walker. Um, I, that offensive line for the Bengals Q is just it's 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 not good. I don't know if you saw my clip of uh of me exposing the offensive line coach for the yeah. Cincinnati Bengals, Mr. Frank Pollock. Yeah, that that I think I'm gonna be listen. I agree with you. Orlando Brown hasn't been good, um, and but they've got talent on the offensive line. Like they've spent yeah, they, a lot of money. They got the names. They got the names, and they produced someone like Jonah Williams has produced for the Bengals. Uh, Orlando Brown has produced. He produced for the Ravens. Yes, I, 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 but I, I was fine with him leaving though for a reason. Like yeah. I was fine with him leaving, but he's produced. Like, yeah, Kappa, Kappa, Alex Kappa for the has produced. He's won a Super Bowl. They, yep. It's just sometimes Harris, they. Ha- but I, I, I truly think they because this is my thing. You bring in the talent. You've changed some things now too. Uh, you got rid of Lyle Collins. You brought in Orlando Brown, right? I st- I think it's time that you truly look at it and say, Frank Pollock, you got to go. Like, because maybe he's the problem. Because I I went through the list of where he's been, and you can tell me in Dallas in 2016, this guy in 2017 didn't have a ton of offensive line. He had three bona fide Hall of Famers. Travis Frederick would have been in the Hall of Fame if not for his uh, terrible illness that he had, which yeah. sucks. For him. So, and and he went from one to 16 to 20th. In three consecutive years with the Cowboys, that's just not good. So maybe he's the case to look at him. But and, and I, I hope to God too, because Joe, God damn Joe Burrow, I just I feel bad it's for a him. lot of money. Just it's a lot, lot of money riding on those those leg injuries. Yep. Um, next up, we've got the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's favored by minus four. Um, Anthony Richardson is injured for the second time this season. That's This is just not a good look. Uh, he's been put on IR this time. Uh, he's going to miss extended period of time. Gardner Minshew is in. Uh, he's a solid backup quarterback. He's somebody that you would uh, like to have be your backup quarterback. He can make some magic. There's a reason Minshew magic's out there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is 2-2 two and two against the Colts. Uh, both losses coming on the road, and obviously both wins coming in Jacksonville. Uh, so I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars to win this game. The, the Jaguars, they should win this game. Yeah. The only reason why, like, it might be look a little different because we've seen first game of the season, they were down, you know, in the fourth quarter, like seven minutes ago to this same Colts team with Anthony Richardson starting that quarterback. Yeah. Gardner Minshew is definitely – there's a, a gap between the, you know, the passing ability between Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew can throw the ball. Like, we've seen him throw the ball. And – that might hurt the Jaguars because the Jaguars secondary isn't good. They have Tyson Campbell, Darius Williams. They aren't their secondary still isn't good. They've had good showings. Like yeah. they they're good players. They just haven't played good this year collectively. So if Gardner Mitchell could threaten downfield with Josh Downs, Michael Pittman, uh, Alex Pierce, and try to make something happen back there with Jonathan Taylor back, 
he might still be on a pitch count, maybe not. Like he he did ramp up last week. He might get a, a more heavy workload this week. You know, couple him, you know, threatening that defense. You might see it, you know, just a divisional matchup. You might just see the Colts squeak out a win. But I'm gonna go with the Jaguars because they should be the better team with the better quarterback. Yeah. If when it's that close, I just always go with the better quarterback. Yeah, you go with the better quarterback. And I actually, uh, you just reminded me, I forgot they did play this year. So Trevor Lawrence is three and two against uh, Indianapolis, and he he got over that zero and two hump hump in uh, in Indianapolis, getting that win. So now he's one and two against Indianapolis in Indianapolis. Um, but I'm still picking the Jacksonville Jaguars to win this game. I think I, I, I picked the Jaguars to 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 sweep the the Colts this year anyway before the season. I'll stick with that. Uh, next up, we've got the. Carolina Panthers headed to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Dolphins are favored by minus 13 and a half. Uh, I think that's appropriate. Um, all I have written down Q here is blowout incoming. Give me the Dolphins. It Same thing, yeah. especially since the, the Panthers were already a bad team. Yeah. They're even worse because they're dealing with a whole lot of cornerback injuries. Like everybody's going down. Yeah. Like everybody's going especially down. Especially their, their stud guy in J.C. Horn. I mean, so this should be a, a basically a twenty point win. Like, yeah, Tyreek Hill, go get yours. Jalen Waddle, go get yours. They don't have Devon A. Chain, but they still got Raheem Mostert. They still have a, a talented backfield. This should be an easy game. A little rest up in the after the third quarter. You know, look on to next week. Exactly. Yeah. This is that. That was a. Uh, that's probably the easiest game to pick this week. Next up, we've got the Vikings headed to Chicago to take on the Bears. But Minnesota is favored by minus two and a half. The Vikings are in trouble. Not this week. Well, may- maybe. Um, they're in trouble for the season. Uh, Jettas is on IR, and um, and he might not be coming back if they continue to struggle. If they lose this game, you could probably kiss Justin Jefferson coming back this season goodbye. Um, I honestly still believe they never should have gotten rid of Dalvin Cook. I just – didn't I understand the blah blah blah? But he's just a guy that fits the system. He's been in the system. He's a good player, um, and the money. It's just it's just I just didn't agree with the move. Um, but I think the Vikings should win this game. I really do. Even with Jet is gone, um, a lot's going to be leaned on Jordan Addison now. A lot of uh, 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 um, targets and priorities going to be leaned on Jordan Addison and obviously T.J. Hawkinson. They're going to be leaning on T.J. Uh, but I think it's going to be a close one. It's in Chicago. Chicago has actually played pretty well last two weeks, very well actually last two weeks. Um, the Vikings' defense is not really anything. Um, so, but I think the Vikings should win a close one. They should win a close one. But I feel like we've said that all season, and that they're one and four. <laughs> That's been the tale of the Vikings the past yep. four years. Yep. When you don't have a good defense because they haven't had a good defense, you're going to be in a lot of one-score games. They won them last year. Usually that tends to aggress. It flips. Like if you lose a lot of one-score games, which they, they did two years ago, the next year you usually win a lot of those one-score games they did last year. Okay. So now they're back to regressing to the mean. The de- Brian Flores, his philosophy on defense is he's going to blitz a lot. So their secondary is getting, you know, torched back there. Mm. Justin Fields, he hasn't shown that he can just, just torch, you know, teams up and down like consistently, but – He's played bad defenses the past two weeks, yeah. and he's you know showed out. They've been calling plays. You know he has to he has to put on good tape. Whether it is for him to keep his job in Chicago or he's auditioning for another team, 
Yep. DJ Moore, he's still a legit number one wide receiver. There's no corner on the Vikings that can hold him. Uh-uh. If the if they can't get to Justin Fields in time, he should be able to threaten downfield like he did last couple weeks. I'm going to take the Bears in this one because I think the Vikings are going to just switch off and just look towards trying to get Caleb or Drake May and restarting this whole thing because Kirk's not going to be there. Yeah, I, I think they're just going to make the decision probably to just – let's just start losing games. And I think the Bears – Winning, like you said, winning cures all. They might be able to – Look, you know, use the winning and Justin Fields play in the wins to try to like evaluate what they really got. So I yeah. think they should try to probably win this game in a close one, also. Yeah, I, I hear you. I think it, it's going to be a real close game. Um, Chicago is definitely alive to win that game. Next up, we've got the San Francisco 49ers headed to Cleveland to take on the Browns. The 49ers are favored by seven points. Deshaun Watson is questionable, he didn't practice yesterday. Uh, it's the shoulder is still bothering him, it seems. It seems that there might be a little bit of dysfunction also starting to creep up with Stefanski and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, um, I heard. Did you see his yeah. comments? Uh, Stefanski, did he make new yeah. comments, or are you talking about yeah. last week? Well, uh, the, the last week comments, uh, like yeah. he, he was cleared to play. Yeah, yeah. like asked. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Um, kind of calling out his quarterback. Yeah, that's not – Um, it's not a good look. Um, I'll be honest, never big fan of Stefanski. Uh, don't really think he's that guy. Um. The the Cleveland def, Cleveland's defense should be able to keep this close. Cleveland's defense is legit. It's a it's 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 really really good. Uh, top ten. If Deshaun is playing, if Deshaun's not playing, this this is this is the the Fortnite are about to beat up on the on the Cleveland Browns. They need Deshaun Watson more than ever. No Nick Chubb, who was one of my first picks in fantasy, which is crazy. Hey hey he, hey, we're in the same boat because I picked him <laughs> in the first round too. <laughs> it's like. Oh, cool. Jerome Ford, cool. But Nick Chubb is just a different animal. He's a top three running back in the league. This team is predicated on defense and a run. Deshaun Watson, shoulder injury. He wasn't even fully back before the said shoulder injury. He was still trying to work his way back up with Amari Cooper. And um, I just think it's almost a step. It's like almost the same philosophy going against each other. I think the 49ers should pull this up because they have all the weapons. They have CMC and Brock Purdy's playing lights out. We might see a Brock Purdy regression game, but I don't think so. That hasn't been the history. It'd probably be a 23-12 game, 13 game. Like the 49ers squeak out of there playing a gritty game, which they have no problem doing because they're just it's a physical team. They have no problem winning the game, a gritty style, a a defensive battle, because that's what they're built for. So 49ers probably get this one in. Not a convincing win, but a win that you they should be feel fine about going against a top ten defense. In yeah, and, and this is an interesting thing too. I'm looking at the weather; it's project uh, projected to rain in Cleveland, and Cleveland weather can be bad, so that can just add to a a real struggle of a game there. And I, I could see Brock Purdy turning the football over at least once this game. Miles Garrett gets to him. Denzel Ward makes a big play. I, I can see that happening. Um, but yeah, it's just a uh, Cleveland. What's going on, man? Uh, I, I had hot, such high hopes for Cleveland this year, but uh, it's just not like I just think. Listen, man, you go week one, you lose Jack Conklin, one of the best ta- right tackles in the game, and then the week after that, Nick Chubb is down for the season. You're done after that. That that's it. You can't. That that's you're not coming back from that. Um, next up, we've got the New Orleans Saints headed to Houston to take on the Texans. C.J. Stroud is playing outstanding football. Uh, as a rookie quarterback, he's looking like the best rookie quarterback out of this class. Class, 
And he's looking like the Carolina Panthers. And more importantly, David Temper made a terrible decision picking Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. Um, Saints defense is for real, though. That's a legit unit. Derek Carr looked better last week. I know it was against an injured Patriots team, but he, the arm looked better is what I should say. Um, like I said, C.J. Stroud, he could be the one for uh, for the Houston Texans. I know they wish they had that in Deshaun, but the you know the, the management and, and Deshaun just started to get rocky there. But C.J. could be the one. Uh, but I think the Saints are going to win this game. Uh, I know I usually would pick against them because it's in Houston, but I think the Saints' defense travels. The run game is going to travel. And they've got two weapons on the outside that are pretty, uh, pretty damn good. So I got the uh, the Saints winning this game. I want to pick the Texans so bad <laughs> because I understand the Saints got a good defense. Pittsburgh got a good defense, and they they took Pittsburgh to town. Like that they, is true. That is true. CJ he's playing with such, and I like CJ Shaw coming into the draft. I thought he should have been one number one hmm. because he had the size, and I've. I, I've seen him put the ball in places where Bryce Young just can't. And that just mm-hmm. – it's not Bryce Young's fault. And it's not like – yeah, you might be like, oh, Bryce Young don't really have a lot of weapons. He don't have no O-line. CJ Shaw going to do the same thing, damn near. We know Tank Dell and Nico Collins really because CJ Shaw is throwing on the ball and they're having yeah, big games. Yeah, these guys were not people last year. Yeah, his whole offensive line is are, are backups. Like, he yeah. doesn't have his – like, his right guard, Kendrick Green, out for the year. Larry Tunsil still hasn't played uh, – Right tackle out like these. Damian Pierce, who had a great season last year, is not not showing up this year for whatever reason. Maybe it's because the O line is bad. We we just don't know. But they're going out there and they're they're threatening teams. They're like they're not getting blown out. They've blown out teams. Yeah, like they've beaten the Jaguars and they've beaten the Steelers. Like that's a good shout. They've they've spoiled some teams uh teams roads right now. It's a one point spread. That's how close this game is gonna be. Yeah, I might just pick this. I'm gonna go with the Saints, just because, I, like you said, the weapons on the outside. Alvin Kamara's back. Station win is gonna probably it's still gonna be close, but they probably the Saints got to win. If the Saints defense shows up, they should be able to win this game, and I think that they're gonna show. I think uh, CJ Stroud hasn't turned the football over yet this year. I think that that's possibly gonna change, just like uh, uh, Brock Purdy's uh, might change this week as well. Just playing really good defenses. Um, next up. We got my New England Patriots headed to Vegas. Vegas is actually favored by three points. This is the place where the embarrassment of the season took place last year. <sighs> oh, yeah, with the, yeah, yeah. the, the lateral Chandler yeah, Jones. They just won this one, though. Just I think, stupid. I think go ahead. They, go ahead yeah. they, they should win this game. The Raiders, Raiders start out good. They start hot, like not hot, but they start games good and they end games good. But yeah. they mess up in the middle. I think, especially going up against Josh McDaniel, I think Bill Belichick, he's going to have some, like he's not trying to go out sad against the Raiders, hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Patriots, they pull out this win, something something slimy like, like an 18, <laughs> 19, 15 games, some some crazy, some team get a safety, score down, get a yeah. – I think something happens in this game that, like, just some special teams play that just allows the Patriots to just eke out a win and make oh, them yeah. have something to look forward to for the season, even though they shouldn't be wanting to win. 
Yeah, no, I hear you on that. And listen, I, I, I do, I agree with you there. I think the Patriots uh, rewrite the wrongs of the last two weeks and uh, last year. They're going to wipe that uh, shit taste out of their mouth from last year um, and, and get this dub. But I will say this. If our offense does not look better against the Raiders' defense, I am going to be highly concerned. More concerned than I was the past three weeks, which I'm not really because I'm playing three great defenses. The the almost Oakland Raiders, the Vegas Raiders defense is they've got Max Crosby. That's it. That's it. That's (laughs) where it ends. That it starts, stops, and starts with Max Crosby. I know they had three picks against Jordan Love last uh, on Monday night, but you know rookie quarterback, facto rookie quarterback, struggles. Our offense should look better. It should. And if it doesn't, I'm going to be very, very concerned. So New England Patriots offense, just show up. Show up. Ramondre, let's go. What do we get KB the ball? Hunter Henry. He's looked pretty good this year, despite last week, which was just an abysmal performance. Get these guys the ball. Let's get them involved. And, and for the love of God, take that right tackle that we've got low. I think his name is put him on the damn bench and put in Riley reef. All right. He's back off IR. He's a vet and he can, he's going to do better than what Lowe is doing right now. Cause Lowe is just an abysmal performance right now. So just fit, maybe fix that. I don't know, but Patriots should get the job done. I'm, I'm just praying and hoping next up. I'm going to have big boy eyes on this game. My boys playing the Detroit lions taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. The Lions are favored by minus three and a half. Bucks are coming off a bye week. Q, who you got? I'm gonna go with the Lions. Okay. The, the Buccaneers, people expecting them to regress because no Tom Brady. Yeah. The defense still had all the major players on the defense. Yep. Offensive line wasn't good, but they still have Tristan Wirfs. Mm-hmm. Uh Baker hasn't been playing bad. He's been playing pretty solid football. Like pretty solid football. They still have Mike Evans, still have Chris Godwin. They still, you know, two good receivers. But the Lions, their offense is like is very. It's not this. It's, it's different. They run the ball well. Yeah, they run the ball no matter what. Mm-hmm. They can throw it. They might have St. Brown back. Jameson Williams. He should be back in a full role. He's gonna threaten over. You know, the defense over the top. They can get some cheap scores that way. And he's got to, you know, play ball control if they get a, you know, get up on them 14 to whatever, 7, 21 to 7. And it should be a, a cool game. David Montgomery's been looking amazing this year. No Jameer Gibbs a lot. He hasn't been played a lot. But why why would you? David Montgomery's going for 150 and three touchdowns. So they have a formula to win. Looking to, you know, capitalize and run away with the division. They pretty much have it in their hand. They might as well just keep adding to a successful season. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, the, the Jameer Gibbs thing is just—it's just like, come on, I, I drafted this guy. It's like nobody the ball. Just I was told that this guy's gonna be used as depot, and he's just not been at all. <sighs> it's embarrassing, but I agree with you there. The Detroit Lions—they um, are legit contenders for an NFC Championship game to get there. They can get there. I'm not saying they're gonna win that game because I got the 49ers winning and going to the Super Bowl, but. The Detroit Lions are live contenders to go to the NFC Championship game. That's how high-powered this offense is. Their only weakness is their defense. They've got solid players, Aiden Hutchinson, 
Hutchinson, obviously. It, it just sucks that C.J. Gardner-Johnson is out for the year because he was a yeah. big uh, ad for them in terms of mentality-wise, too. I've been saying this, too. I think the Detroit Lions should go out and trade for Mr. Patrick Sertain. I think that's a, that's they, a good spot. That's a, they that's a need, good spot. They, they got need, the assets. Yeah, they need a true number one corner. Are you really going to get – you're probably going to be picking in the 20s this year in the draft. You think yeah. that there's a you think you're gonna get a better player than Patrick Sertain in the first round? I don't no. think so. So trade a first round pick, trade a first and a third or whatever the hell they've got, and, and go get a Patrick Sertain, and that defense is now gonna be even better because now you got a troop number one pass rusher and a true number one corner, and, and that can just uh, uh uh be great for them. But Tampa Bay, man, they got very good offense. They got high-end talent you talked about. You didn't mention uh, Rashad White. He's a pretty damn good back. He struggled a little bit, but he's live uh, running the ball and catching the ball. They're coming off a bye at their home. I love Baker Mayfield. That's my dude. Um, I'm always going to root for Baker, my favorite player in the league, currently playing right now. The Bucs are live for an upset, man. They're playing at home. No, they, they definitely can win the game. They're, They're playing good football. Win, I I, I – but I, I, I'll, I'll have to give the slight edge to the uh, – to you know what? Screw that, man. I'm picking the damn Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game. Baker Mayfield is coming back. Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. That's my, boy, That's my dog, man. That's my dog. Everybody roll him off. Steal a quote again from Geno Smith. Y'all roll him off, but he ain't right back. I mean, right back, what, what happened to him was kind of unfair. It was kind of unfair. Stole the injury. He played through it. Understand it. Like, if you play through the injury, you're just going to get graded on how you played, no matter if he was injured or not. If you got on the field, you're healthy. I understand that premise. And he played bad, but it's like context. He was injured, bro. Like, that's all it was. Right. You on a team that has a, a pretty good defense and some weapons, he could probably do something, and he's doing something now. You know what's crazy about Baker? Every time we expected him to be good or the team to be good, they really weren't. Right, and when we expected him to be bad, he was actually really good. Like when Odell went down that year, when they made the playoffs, everybody was like, "Oh, they're done." Baker actually went on the best stretch of his entire career in eleven games. Twenty, you know, played outstanding football. Um, so I just, it, it's just it, the Las Vegas, uh, not Las Vegas, Los Angeles Rams games, the, one of the best comebacks you'll see uh, in recent memory. But yeah, you're you're preaching the choir there with uh with uh um uh, Baker Mayfield. He was done dirty in Cleveland, but now he's in Tampa Bay in a better situation. And I'm 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 loving it, and uh, I just they're 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 they are I'm the Saints are really good, and they should be the favorites. But I picked the Bucks to win the division before the season. I'm sticking with that, and I think the Bucks are going to win the division. Uh, especially they got a win over the Saints already in New Orleans too. I might add, which is just you know that's another big one. The, the Arizona Cardinals are headed to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Rams are favored by minus seven points. Rams are going to win. Um, yeah, that's just that's just me. Yeah, it's it's not too much to say. Rams got the W. They, I would have had them taking them the W if even if Cooper Cup wasn't back. But Cooper Cup is back. Came back. It's like they he never left. Never left. You got him and Puka. Kyrie Williams back there. Matt Stafford's playing pretty good football. Take the Rams. You might as well, if you're going to bet on them, you might as well take that spread. Arizona fights. It's a division game, but they're only going to fight for so long until the yeah. better team you know, prevails. So exactly. Take the Rams. And I just I want to pose this question to, to you and everybody out there. Where does Puka and Cooper Cup rank among wide receiver duos in the league right now? 
they're definitely top ten because the it's 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 carried by Cooper Cup, but you can't ignore what Puka Nakua was doing. Yeah. You know, the first four weeks, you know, he had what he's looking at like top ten in yards right now, or like five seventy something. I think he's five top five in yards. Top five in yards, actually. I mean, so you 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 Break just can't like ignore it. Anybody else be doing it, you you'd be singing their praises. So they oh, got to be first rounder. If a first rounder was doing that, I mean. They were singing his praises, but you know, Puka's hey, hey. but Puka's playing outstanding football, man. I mean, him, him, he's, he's, he's doing a lot of great things. I mean, he's breaking records. He's breaking records, receptions, records, um, and, and it's just, it's fun to see. I think definitely they they should be probably ranked in the top ten. Uh, I don't know if they break into you know anything higher to higher than that, but they're definitely in that conversation. I love Puka and Cooper Cup are, are I love the Los Angeles Rams. It's a it's fun to see them, right? It's fun to see the Los Angeles Rams doing good. Next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles headed to MetLife to take on the Jets. Philly's favored by minus seven. I think Philly wins big. Uh, the Jets' offense can't compete with the uh, with the with the Eagles' defense. Uh, I, I know we talked about earlier that they can be taken advantage of. I don't think they get taken advantage exactly. of this week. I, yeah, Jack Wilson has had a couple. From he has he hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been very good. He's yeah. not going to do that to Philly. What he look that at? Offensive line will get manhandled. Yeah, and he looked. Good. He looked like. Uh, what did he look like against the uh, the New England Patriots the last time he played bad? A good defense. He didn't look very good at all. Um, and the Eagles' defense is better than the New England Patriots right now because they've got the talent um, to to back it up. Zach's going to be under a lot of pressure. That offensive line is not going to be able to hold that pass rush of the Eagles. The only hope for the. Um, for the Jets to win is if Brees Hall and or Dalvin Cook go off and the defense gets multiple turnovers, but I don't see that happening. So give me the Eagles. Same thing. The Eagles, Eagles should they should have this game won by by basically halftime. They're gonna yeah. run the ball out and just that that's gonna be it. Like Sauce and and Quentin and all of the defense is a good defense till they're not a good defense because they you know they're getting ran on. They're tired. Yep. Offense is on three and out, so they're back on the field. Sauce could take away one side of the field, but they still got Devontae Smith on the other side. Still got Dallas Goddard in the middle. Jalen Hurts on on these, you know, these. That offensive line just freaking like, parts, parts the ocean like goddamn Noah's Ark, dude. And DeAndre Swift is just running through the widest of holes. <laughs> and and if anybody's going to get the turnovers, it's, it's going to be Philly. That, that O-line is terrible. Like, I didn't have the Jets making the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers for the simple fact that I knew they were going to get manhandled up front. Yeah, Jalen Carter is going to terrorize the middle. Oh, yeah, you could roll out the pocket, but you're just going to run into Hassan Reddick or Josh Sweat on the others. Like, it, yep. you're done. There's nowhere to All go. You might as well pack around. your bags. You know, go on, get ready to follow your next game. Whatever you got to go do. It's, yeah, this is a this is going to be a tough one for the New York Jets. It's going to be a tough one for uh for the two. "Quote unquote New York teams, but the forgotten New York team, one of Q's favorite teams, the Buffalo Bills, are always forgotten. Q, they're never mentioned uh, with the New York teams, it's, but they're the only team that actually plays in New York, which is just, you know it's so interesting. Uh, but next up, we got you know the two New York teams playing off. The New York Giants are headed to Buffalo Sunday Night Football. <laughs> the Giants are going to get smoked." Um, if I'm the Giants, I'm resting Daniel Jones. I'm resting Saquon Barkley. I'm resting Andrew Thomas. I'm taking my ass whooping. Live to fight another day. Bills win big. That's that. That offensive line is atrocious. Like right now, without Andrew Thomas, they're they're really bad. And 
the Bills have one of the best, even though we're dealing with a lot of injuries, one of some of the, the best, you know, pressure rates in the league. They get after the quarterback. Ed Oliver's still there. Gregory Russo, he will be back soon. He's not going to be back for this game. Von Miller's still there. AJ Epinesa, he's been trying to carry the load while people are out. It it's it's a it's a bad matchup right now because the defense is gonna force a lot of turnovers, a lot of three and outs, a lot of short fields. The offense is the offense isn't injured. The Giants can't can't stop the Bills. The Bills would stop themselves before the Giants stop them. That's all I'm worried about. The line is kind of that's a two that's a two score line. It should I mean it should be 14, but I wish it was like seven and a, seven and a half, maybe ten. Because if this was on a neutral field, they'd still be favored by eleven. I think that's probably what they win by. They probably go up big and just probably run the ball out. No need to go try to run it up on the Giants. We don't got nothing to prove to the Giants. Yeah, Bills win this game. I, I honestly expect the the starters to be out of the game by the start of the fourth quarter for the Buffalo Bills. Um, it's gonna get out of hand. Like I said, just rest your players, Giants. There's no there's no reason live to fight the next week against I believe the Commanders. They have. Um, I, I did just see a report, um, not today, but a couple days ago or yesterday it was. Mr. Uh, you know, Josh Norman is back in Buffalo practice squad. I don't know if he's going to play. He's not He's not going to do anything for you, man. He's not going to do it. I do feel bad, though, for that kid, Tredavious White. I mean, it just you, – you, you, uh, you tear your ACL two years ago. You're finally healthy now. You're a year removed from that ACL or two years removed from the ACL. You're, you know, you're looking good, and then you tear your Achilles. And this kid's still in his 20s, and it looks like his prime might be – Gone within yeah. that. That just it, it just absolutely sucks for him. Yeah. Um, next up, the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, arguably the game of the week. Uh, all the eyes are going to be on it. The Dallas Cowboys are headed to Los Angeles, La La Land, and it's going to be filled with Dallas Cowboys fans to take on the Chargers on Monday night. The Cowboys are favored by minus two and a half. Q, who you got? It's gonna sound bad after them getting whooped forty-two to ten, but I'm going with the Cowboys. The Dallas, the the, the Chargers still have can't stop anybody. They can't definitely can't stop the run. Tony Pollard should have a big game. They don't have the 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 pieces on defense in the back end to really compete with whatever. Dak Prescott tries to do between Brandon Cook, C.D. Lamb. Like, Derwin James is cool, but Derwin James isn't going to be locking down any wide receiver. Asante Samuel, now he's thrust into the number, number one cornerback role. He gets, you know, he gets had by, you know, the better wide receivers in the league, as he should, because he's really a cornerback, too, right now, you know, today. Uh, and the defense, like, defense is going to take a hit. Obviously, no digs, but they're still going to get after, like, up front. Justin Herbert, based off just him as a talent and what he's doing with Keenan Allen, they should be able to still put up points because they always put up points. But that's going to come down to those those few defensive plays that yeah. Dallas might come up with, like a scoop and score, whatever it is, short field, that's going to allow Dallas to squeak out with a win against a good team and, you know, have everybody stop talking about them so bad for, you know, at least a week. So you got Dallas winning a close game? Um, yeah. yeah, I hit. listen, this is a mass – I alluded to it earlier. This is a massive game for Dallas. Um, it's, it's kind of a must win. They can't afford to lose this game, uh, in terms of, you know, ranking and in terms of just ridicule, you can't lose this game, man. You cannot, um, like you said, you covered it a little bit. I expect the Dallas Cowboys offense to look a 
ton better against the Los Angeles Chargers defense that is just bad. They've got the names. We've gone over Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr., Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. They've got the names. They had J.C. Jackson. That didn't work out. He's back in New England. Uh, funny how that works. But they they can't stop it. They can't stop a nosebleed. Q. They they can't do anything there. I agree with you. T- Tony Pollard should have a great day. Uh, C.D. Lamb should have a, a bounce back week. He's been under fifty yards, I believe, the last like two or three weeks. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So he should be back over that. He, they need to feed him early and often. Like the first yeah, play he, of the game. He needs to get like 10, at least I need 10 targets. Like I need 10 yes. targets within three quarters. I need him to, to get the ball. And I need Brent, Brandon Cooks. He still hasn't broken out as a Cowboy. Yeah, like we still haven't seen a, a vintage Brandon Cooks game. We're talking about three receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown. That's Brandon they're not Cooks. Using him. Either they're not using him right or – because I think he tours, he came into the season with a torn MCL. It's either that or they're not really using him right. But he's on the field. He's playing. It's We're talking about a dude that basically went seven straight years for, with 1,000 yards. Only reason why he really didn't have 1,000 yards last year because he didn't want to be there. He thought yeah. he was going to get traded to Green Bay. He didn't. And he was pretty much taking plays off. Yeah. and he, yeah. Like he should be getting some – he should be threatening the defense. And that should just further help CeeDee Lamb get everything in the middle open up yeah. for him. He yeah. should CD Lamb should have a buck 10, two touchdowns. Yeah. Chargers are again a team with a good defense that don't have a good defense. Exactly. They got a bunch of names. They don't got the 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 play. So exactly. Do your thing. Uh, it's yeah, the first the either the first play or the one of the first three plays of the game should be a target to CD Lamb. Uh just straight off the bat, whether that be like a slant, screen pass, something, just get him open, dial it up for him, get the ball in his hands, uh, get him some confidence. This is this is going to be a tough matchup for the Cowboys' defense, though. You know, no Trevon Diggs. Leighton Vanderush is out for the season, uh, looking like. And Kellen Moore, he knows this defense. Kellen Moore versus Dan Quinn is going to be a very interesting matchup. Uh, I know the Chargers are also missing their number two receiver in Mike Williams, but they drafted an, uh, a receiver in the first round uh, this year to, to hope, hopefully replace one of them. Keenan Allen is playing outstanding football. Playing great he's, football. He's also great. loving having Kellen Moore there, too. Um, Austin Eckler is back in the fold. He's going to be playing this week. I'm very interested, but I do think Dallas Cowboys should win this game. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, give me the Cowboys to take it home and get a dub to move to four and two on the season. And that is going to wrap up week six pick them Q. Um, you still have time, uh, time for me. You want, you want to do the, uh, the NBA players list or. Yeah, we can get it. To that. We can get All it right, to word. That. Um, let me pull that up. Actually, you know what's funny? I saw right as we were started recording, Q, at 9.06 a.m., the top 10 players uh, was revealed. Uh, I don't you, – did you see it? No, nah, I didn't. I, I, okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm about to show you to you right now live reactions to it. Um, let me just write that. Where are we at? One, four, six, two. Okay. ESPN has released their top 10 players ranked coming into this season. Here we go. Starting off at number 10, Anthony Davis. Number nine, LeBron James. Number eight, Shea Gilgis Alexander. What? (laughs) Number seven, Kevin Durant. ESPN is not serious. Number six, Jason Tatum. Number five, Steph Curry. 
Number Fine. four, Luka, Luka. Doncic. Number three, Joel Embiid. Number two, Nikola Jokic. And number one, Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right. I got a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Okay. Jokic is the best player in the league. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a huge gap, but definitely Jokic is number number one in the league. Yeah. Number two and three, in any order you have, it should be Giannis or Steph. Mm-hmm. I think Steph has proven that he, when he's like the main focus, like he when he has to carry a team, he's – putting up amazing numbers. Like, the last couple of years, he kind of – some injury here and there, but he just came off a, a basically a semi-deep playoff run and a chip. So, I think you got to get that respect. Between four, five, and six, it's any combination of Luka, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum. I understand Joel Embiid just won an MVP. We know he should have won MVP. And he doesn't – playoff-wise, he doesn't – produce like as a top five player like he just doesn't I understand people like might, might say Kevin Durant doesn't but Kevin Durant has a, a long history of being a consensus like basically top six player lock like he yeah injury wise even with the injuries I probably still take the 50 games I get from Kevin Durant in the regular season plus playoffs and then him being ready for the playoffs over a Joel Embiid because we've seen Joel Embiid just not show up like not yeah. he don't show up he just he doesn't it, – it, it's something – he just doesn't get there. Like, I just don't yeah. think we can do it. Whether it be and, injuries and, or him and, just not showing up. Yeah, LeBron, I understand. He's 38, 39, 40, 50, whatever you want to say. <laughs> there's not – I don't think there's six – I don't think there's seven players in the NBA definitively better than him. No. Like, there's a top five that's better than him, like, for sure. Like, Giannis, Jokic, Steph, Luka – for sure. Those four are for sure better than LeBron James. After that, I can argue that LeBron James is, is just better. Like, he affects the game more than those players because is he a better scorer, per se, than Kevin Durant? No. But he impacts the game different, especially with his passing. Same thing with offensive player. You feel me? Same thing with Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, he can score, but he doesn't score and facilitate the way LeBron James does. Yep. Same thing with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid does not facilitate like LeBron. And LeBron mm-hmm. can score Joel Embiid 30 points per game. LeBron, we acting like he's 22 points per game. LeBron is still 25, 26, 27, 28 points per game. He just averaged eight. 30. Yeah, 8 and 8, too. <laughs> like he, I, I Listen, I hear you, man. I even think that there's an argument LeBron James is top five. Like, if, if you even get with Luka, similar players offensively, but even defensively, even at 38, 39 for LeBron, I'm taking that guy in the playoffs, in the moments, over Luka defensively. So right there, but I would even should. take LeBron over Luca. Like I truly would. And I didn't even. I, I skipped over the egregious thing. Like I'm a Shake. I'm an SGA guy. I love Shake. He's, he's not better than these players right now. He's he. If if you want to give him the great season last year bump, he's anywhere from 11 to 18. Like he has to be in that teen range. There's things you still have to come do to get into that top 10. Like you got to see multiple playoff appearances. In a couple, of, like you know, at least some good showings in the playoffs. I need like at least two times in the playoffs. You do something for me. Shea yeah. hasn't done that yet. He hasn't had a great season. Let's build on that before we make him a top ten player. That's just crazy. Agreed. Yeah, I, I that the Shea one I think is the most uh, 
most egregious where it's like, I mean, he's got the talent, right? But he's, there's also got to be something to winning. You have to win. You have to perform consistently in the playoffs and just, he hasn't done that yet. He's still really young. He's got nobody's saying he won't do it. He was just saying he hasn't done it yet. So you got to do it before. Exactly. So um, Tatum at six, I think is a, a little bit, uh, a little much. Um, he, for me, he's, 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 he's at like that 10, nine, 10 range for me. Um, and, and here's a guy that I actually, and I know he's dealt with the injury, so it's kind of hard for me to, you know, put him in there. Um, but I still have him, uh, is Kawhi Leonard, because I know when Kawhi is healthy, he is a, he's a top five player in the league when he's healthy like that. That's just, I, I truly do believe that. Um, he just hasn't been healthy to show you that, uh, you know, in the past year, uh, year and a half. Um, I'm hoping he's able to do that this year so we can uh, start getting more talking points about Kawhi. But uh, 100% agree. Jokic is the best player in the world. He proved it. You've got to give him that. I mean, listen, Giannis just got knocked out in the first round. Like, I know he was injured. I know he didn't play for the entire game, series. Like, yeah, it's not like he was injured for the series. He was injured yeah. for a game. Like, and, and so like you have to put on. You have to put. Jokic went through the entire season. He went through the entire playoffs. You got to give him that nod there. Jokic, I mean, sorry, Embiid, not a top five player. He's also like that nine ten range with uh with um uh, Tatum. And I hear you on the he didn't he shouldn't have been MVP. I hear you that I had Jokic as my MVP, but I was fine if 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 Embiid won it. That oh yeah, I, like I don't care that he won it. It's yeah. cool. He needed one. Like he he's been in the running for a couple of years now. Yeah. Let's just give him. It one. felt like that. It felt like you know he's he's we we got to just give him this one. You know because we've kind of like yeah. I do appreciate the Anthony Davis love. Anthony Davis before three years ago he was a damn it like before the Lakers he was almost a consensus top five player. Yeah. Then he got to the Lakers. They immediately won a chip, and he was basically almost in it, still in that conversation. Yep. He dealt with a lot of injuries, and people don't like to talk about it, but like a lot of teams that played deep runs in that 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 bubble era, since they had a quick turnaround, people didn't get the proper rest that they needed. But so you mm-hmm. seen Eddie Davis deal with certain injuries. Jamal Murray dealt with certain like t- it, it. It took a lot. It took a while to get back from that. Eddie yeah. Davis was basically the best defender in the NBA. All of last year, like I understand, Jared Jackson won the Defensive Player of the Year, but he that doesn't AD. do what Anthony Davis does for the Lakers defense. Like, yeah, and think about when you just said that AD was the best defensive player in the league last year, and I agree with that. And I think a lot of people agree with that. And Jokic cooked his ass. He couldn't. You couldn't hold a candle to Jokic. Like that. That you got to put Jokic again. That that just speaks to Jokic's greatness, and you got to have him as the best player in the world. Because I don't think Giannis would have done that to uh, Anthony Davis. Um, yeah. But yeah, th- 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 this. Go ahead. I was about to say, nah, he would have. Like nah. we've seen that matchup a lot. Giannis, AD, be right in his, you know, right up with him. Like he's seeing him at the rim every time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's the that's the top ten list. Um. Was there anything you wanted to say about the top uh, the 11 through 50? Anything that popped off to, in your head? One, we got to stop overrating Mikael Bridges. Where is he, he's like, Thomas? Where is he? He's definitely ahead. He They got him ahead of John Morant and Kyrie Irving. I think like, like 31 or something like that. He's not better than John Morant and Kyrie Irving. Ky- John Morant was a top 15 player just last season. Oh yeah, they have him at thirty three. He's ahead of Kyrie at thirty four, 
and Ja at 35. Yeah. Ja Morant just last season was a top 15 player. Yeah. A lot of that, this this bad ranking of Ja Morant is just off-court stuff. I understand the off-court thing, but on the court, Ja Morant's a top 15 player, damn, like basically. Yeah. Kyrie Irving came off a 50-40-90 season. He's better. Mikel Bridges is not nowhere near a one. He's not a two either. We know Kyrie Irving's a two on the championship winning team. Nope. Mikel Bridges can't his you've seen him score these buckets for the Nets at like a 25 point per game clip as yeah. a third option with no real ball handling. He's he's a he's getting pinned downs and 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 everything he's getting is assisted to him. He doesn't create offense. His buckets aren't important. Like yeah. they don't change the flow of a game. I'm going to take Kyrie's 25 points per game before I take Mikael Bridges' 25 points per game because it's a different aspect to it. He's not that he's not that guy yet. And Anthony Edwards, there's nothing on, on paper that should tell you that Anthony Edwards is better than a, a Damian Lillard, a Paul George. Like, he averaged, like, 24-5-5 and five on average to below average efficiency. A mm-hmm. lot of the Anthony Edwards ranking – come from projecting that he's going to be this superstar. He's not the superstar yet. Like, let him do it first. There's no reason why you should think he's one of the 13 best players in the NBA. He ain't ain't that yet. Like, he just not. I 100% agree with that sentiment. The the putting the cart before the horse uh, in in this, in the sports, you know, realm, in both, uh, in in all sports realms, you know, they always do that nowadays. I've been tweeting about it lately. The microwave culture is really, really seeping into the sports uh, sports culture where it's just, you know, we got to push this guy now or we got to push this guy out now uh, before really letting it develop and really seeing what this person or, or player is, right? I, I I hear you there. Ant, I think we all agree he's got top 10 talent and we expect yes. him to be there one day, but one day is not today because he hasn't done anything yet. You got to do something to be in there. And um, he hasn't. Uh, Damian Lillard has done stuff. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has proven himself. Ja, proven himself. Kyrie, proven himself. I'm looking at it. How the fuck is Paulo Bancaro 30th? Orlando Magic? What? We expect these players to be what they what we said they were coming into the draft or whatever it is and we seeing the play style we're seeing them points and you're seeing the stats and you're like he should take a jump yeah he should can you let him take the jump before you rank him yeah wait. So you're gonna be in for disappointment when you go into the season and Anthony Edwards averages the same 24 per, points per game same five rebounds below average playmaking at four assists only because he has the ball in his hands a lot mm-hmm. on 50% like 54% true shooting, which is not good. That's actually below average. Mm. And you're gonna be like, damn, he ain't really do nothing. Yeah, because you 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 waiting for him, you you trying to hype him up and make him this top 15 guy. He ain't there yet. Let him get there. Let him run through a playoff run. Let him get, go through a deep playoff run and really prove himself. He hasn't done it yet. He was yeah. an all-star replacement last year. Yeah. Like, you know how many players in the league could put up put up basically what he put up last year? A lot. I mean, I I'm just looking at this like De'Aaron Fox. If you were going to, like, I don't want to say overrate somebody, but if you were going to push somebody ahead, De'Aaron Fox is the guy to do it because he, you know, they went in the play. I know they got bounced in the first round, but it was a hell of a competitive series. He injured his finger towards the end of it, um, which definitely compromised his ability to shoot, especially that game winning uh, game winning shot that he took at the end of that. Um, 
If I, yeah, if it, Sabonis. Sabon, how the fuck is Sabonis ranked ahead of De'Aaron Fox? De'Aaron Fox is the guy that makes that team go. We saw them playing off Sabonis 15 feet. De'Aaron Fox was an all-NBA player. He was considered a top 15, a, a, let me say a top six player at his position at guard in the league. Statistically, Anthony Edwards was, was not. How was Anthony Edwards better than him? I don't know. I'm not saying it's a huge gap, but at least we've seen De'Aaron Fox, you know, get the accolade and the representation that, that he should be up there. Mm-hmm. But it's hey, it's not done that yet. Yeah, 100. I don't crazy. know how. I don't know how Drew Holiday is 26th. Um, he's a three on a championship team. I mean, we've seen him as a two. He was nothing as a two. He it's because everybody be- loves. Everybody loves Drew Holiday, but everybody doesn't love Drew Holiday when it comes like playoff time when he's turning the ball over and he can't shoot. Yep. He's a he's a very good player. There's just there's a lot of players that you're gonna take ahead of Drew Holiday. Yeah, it's exactly. You're gonna take a Kyrie Irving, you're gonna take a John Moran, you're gonna take a Jalen Brunson, you're gonna take these guys because guess what all those guys can do? Create from themselves, score. Like that that's the most important. I love defense. I love defense, but if you offensively are called upon to now be the number two because Chris Middleton is down and you're failing to do so, then you're you're showing me that you are the three, which is fine. So then you can't be put ahead of guys who are twos or, or ones, ones on their, on their exactly. certain team. There's no, there's no third, there's no third guy that should be ranked ahead of guys that are twos and ones. Like that's no. just the math don't make sense. Like it no. just doesn't. Make it make sense. It don't make sense. Um, but yeah, that that that's uh, anything else you want to uh, uh, say about the the list to to wrap it all up or people just gotta people just gotta take a step back. People just gotta take a step back and re really evaluate what they're looking at. Yeah, I'm not a guy that 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 falls for like one hit wonders. Like I have to see it at least two times. Like, I have to see it so I can before I start crazy. saying things. Like, that's just always been me. Like, and I just – I haven't seen it with a lot of these players that they putting up yet. Even if I like them, like, SGA, I like SGA. I haven't – I got to see it again. I know he could be up there. I just got to see it. We don't – just because we know it don't mean it's true. Like, yep. it, let's, let's, let's get the evidence first. Yeah. Let's let everything happen, and then we evaluate before saying, "Oh, this is going to happen because I want to be." Oh, I first guessed it. It that that doesn't have to be the case. It just you know take take your time, relax. Like like Mr. Aaron Rodgers said, "R E L A X." Relax, everybody. <laughs> um, but that is going to wrap up episode one hundred and thirty-two of the Wise Guys podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us today. If you watched till the end, if you're watching right now, please give us a thumbs up, like the content, subscribe if you are new, click the notification bell to be notified whenever we go live or whenever we post a video or a short. Um, Comment along with us. Tell us your opinions and thoughts on what we discussed today. Share the content uh, with some people. Let us let people know about us. And don't forget, follow my guy Q on Twitter. Link is in the description. Go subscribe to his podcast the next man up podcast link is also in the description go follow me on twitter and tiktok links are in the description and go follow the wise guys platforms on all social media uh, platforms links are also in the description uh but thank you for joining us i have been brandon capazello that was my boy q and we outie three thoudy stay classy everybody